What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Travel Channel, Channel, Travel, Travel Channel, the Travel Channel. Anyway, uh, you can find the Free Agent Lifestyle on any of the podcast formats, Apple, Google, SoundCloud. Yeah, the rest of them. I don't even know. Oh. What is the other one? They need to give me a deal, by the way. Whatever the one is. Anyway. <laughs> Never depend on me with names. Anyway, we got a great show today. This is you're in here with the Bruce Wayne. It is Ish, the king of content and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, Mr. Coachellini, a.k.a. Coach Adamas. Spotify is what I was thinking of. Thank you. Shout out to Spotify. Send the check. Anyway, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about Taraji P. Henson. Towards the end of the show, that's going to be our main event today. Taraji P. Henson hits feminism's invisible wall and she breaks down. Break, break down. Steady breaking me on down. Break, break down. Steady breaking me on down. All right, Taraji P. Henson, and we're not here to make fun of her, but she hits the invisible wall. Some people might ask, Coach, what is the invisible wall of feminism? See, there's a lot of walls that people will profess to, to claim here on YouTube, she hit the wall and then we'll move the age all the way down to like 28. Now, in past years, the wall was 28. But with the miracles of modern science, the wall is all the way up to damn near 40 at this particular point. But that is not the true definition of the wall. The looks department is not the true definition of the wall because many people of many races or ethnicities can hit the, the looks wall at any point of the time. I mean, an Asian woman can be 50. And she looks 22, all right, especially from a distance and far behind, just the size and the length of the hair and the feminine characteristics. Once she hits like 51, all of a sudden she turns into Michael Jackson. Mm. All right. Black women typically can say they don't hit the wall because their face maintains, right? They say black don't crack, but the rest of the body below the neck be looking like the Kool-Aid picture. And then you say, but what, what about that below the neck, right? That's what, that's the problem they have there. But they'll say, look at my face. My face doesn't crack. As a matter of fact, myself, look at my face. My face don't crack. Okay. So that's their problem. So then they try to pass the wall down at like 55. Look at me, my face. Well, melanin is your secret. White women in particularly, they hit the wall at like, you know, could be like as early as 24. All right. They have a real problem because they lack significant portions of melanin right and especially the paler they are the earlier they're going to hit that looks wall so the looks wall is not the way we judge it the doctors the medical field talks about the wall being the biological clock wall so that is the wall more than likely you're going to be considered having a high-risk pregnancy so that is the biological clock wall how how common is it or how healthy is it that you're going to be able to carry full term and deliver a healthy baby. And we're talking about percentages wise. Yes. The exception to the rule. There's a 72 year old woman that had a baby. Okay. That is the exception to the rule. The rule still applies. Now the invisible feminism wall is the wall that you can't come back from. Nope. Can't come back from this is, and I always say feminism is best used before the age of 28. After 28, you better be, you better get on some logic. Because if you're still carrying the feminism card, eventually you're going to hit that feminism wall. And this is where Taraji P. Henson has hit. So we're going to share an interview later on to kind of prove that through. We're going to show the evidence of the break breakdown. 
and she's using fame and success. We we shared Ashanti. Ashanti's doing the same thing. Oh, I'm 42 looking for my man to have babies, you know. And you're like, get, get out of here, man. This is the feminism's invisible wall. This is just unrealistic expectations. Now, you might find a simp. Listen, ladies, you're going to find a simp that'll take you, but you're still not going to be happy. You need an alpha male around you. Yes, indeed. You're still not going to be happy at all. I'm not happy. <laughs> Somebody said it's too late, auntie. It's too late. Too late. Too late, baby. Bye-bye. Why is my singing voice not ready today? But anyway, man, we got to get on to this show. We got a great, great, great subject matters to talk about. We got a blue chip mindset moment. As I said, we're going to introduce more blue chip mindset moments to you guys so you can keep your mind on your money and your money on your mind seven days a week. And it's going to be critical information that I'm going to deliver today. We're going to talk about marriage woes and show you some videos, visual proof, evidence, skits of people acting funny in their marriage. And we're going to give you the perfect bait and switch scenario and we're going to read it to you. We're also going to talk about women and secrets. Never let women, never tell women a secret and never let them hold your money. We're going to give you some proof on that one. And then we'll talk about the feminism versus the sexual revolution. And a woman is going to testify as her time as a young woman, how they combined and hoodwinked women by combining the feminism movement with the sexual revolution. Very interesting conversation to have here. And as you guys know, I'm the author of The Free Agent Lifestyle and The Evolution. The Evolution is the feminism, Americans, feminism's reverse engineering of American women. That is the subtitle. And uh, this book was delivered to you in the early 2020s, namely January 2020, before stuff went to all hell. And it was written in 2019. So a lot of the things that you've been hearing around these spaces and on content and on Instagram, TikTok, I was one of the earliest people. There were people earlier than me, but I've been delivering this particular form of content about feminism for quite a long time. Anyway, let's get to the show to contribute to today's show. Oh, the link is in the description box below. Yes. To contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. That is pinned to the top of the live chat in the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. The reason why that's the case is because you can't super chat over there because YouTube don't like this message. So as a result, we have another channel called the Notorious CGA channel in which you can super chat and watch. Now, I will remind you once again, I know people don't hear my announcements. Once the show is over on the Notorious CGA channel, I bring the video down. Okay, it always gets deleted. Sometimes it gets deleted 30 minutes after, sometimes two hours after, but it gets deleted on that channel. And you, I don't even need to explain why it gets deleted. But a lot of people keep saying, oh, the NWO got you. No, they did not. They, it's deleted over there. You got to come back to the Free Agent Lifestyle channel to watch the complete one. All right. So anyway, I think it should be self-explanatory, but it is what it is. Anyway, there's some stories that I can't even get to, man. The world is going so fast. I leave stories on the table. I mean, I could be podcasting for hours and hours with the amount of stories that are coming out. And particularly uh, the men, the, the man that deleted his wife and his children in, in Utah. All right. Some stories I can't cover, man. Look, YouTube's getting tight. YouTube's getting tight. Um, stories about deleting and self-deleting are going to be very, very, very tightly watched and monitored. So I'm not going to deliver that story. I choose not to deliver a story like that. Stories such as the uh, Kai Sinat situation, which would be good content for uh, talk about men as you rise up, 
Watch the people company you keep and watch how you deal with women. Tyson Nats now got himself in a little bit of trouble and he shouldn't be in trouble. But of course, now he's um, uh, has a friend that allegedly took liberties with the young lady at a party in New Year's. So now Kaisen that's being drug into it because the woman's trying to blame him and he's appearing to defend his friend and it's all allegations. And of course the police hasn't dealt with it. It's dealt with here on the court of public opinion. And it's just this, it's just out of control. So listen, I was going to deliver that story. I left it alone until further information comes out. But again, young men, men in general, you better wake up to the realities of dealing with women Today, they get more clout being able to run out here than they get satisfaction with you piping them down. It is no longer enough to pipe a woman down and be like, I got her. And now she's stuck. It's a little bit more. There's levels to this shit. All right. As your boy um, Meek Mill said, there's levels to this shit. And you guys are running around here thinking it's 1996 and 2004. Guys, women have too much access and the ability to put out a message against you in a relatively short amount of time. So kicking them in the booty hole and calling them trash after you penetrated them and then letting them walk home in the dark is going to be a mistake. We have to understand that. So, you you know, kind of that I actually love the guy because he he's rising up and he's a perfect example of a person that. um uh, you know, that has used his advantage here on social media and used years and good hard work to get where he's at. Now, look at what he's being drunk into. You know, look at this. Same thing with the Andrew Tate situation. You're going to have a problem defending people like this for a long periods of time because too many stories are going to come out. People are going to come out of the woodworks and your defense system is going to look like a whole bunch of bullshit. For real. For real. All right. So uh, you can't be in that situation other stories i just choose not to cover but i gotta cover these stories so with that being said let me acknowledge the super chats and the earlier contributors to today's show shout out to albert wesker says vince mcmahon told triple h and stephanie no chance no chance in hell vince mcmahon walking down the ramp with that big man strut and he kicks uh triple h and stephanie to the curb he's like you're ruining my damn product <laughs> okay shout out to you anthony d91 I hit the wall all the time. The junior college peace league wall. Indeed. Okay. Henry resilient. A woman's hands give away her age. Look for cracks. Yes. Uh, some of these women's hands be looking like they have raisins on their knuckles. Some of these women hand look. Some of these women's hands be looking like dead cockroaches. You know what I mean? The women be like, look at my pedicure and my hands ain't all that easy, but they be like, look at my hands. All right. They be looking at your pedicure and I'll be like, what? That look like a goddamn bird's feet. What the hell is that? Good. Put them damn heads down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Them granny raising ass knuckles, raising on the knuckle ass hands. They be like, look at my pedicure looking like a damn old Creole woman in this. What the hell kind of hand? Your hand look like crow's feet. Mm. Well done for a second. Where is it at? Anyway, <laughs> all right, shout out to Crypto Keeper says, I, he says, I look at all of my college friends on Facebook and just a short five years ago, they were flat back Kaylee's. Now they done hit the wall at warp speed. Mm. It don't take long. It don't take long. Definitely don't take long, man. Um, uh, this is the one thing that young women, we have a 40-year-old woman. I think she's a Swedish woman. She's going to tell you how she's frustrated at age 40. 
that she can't win in the dating marketplace. You gotta see this woman. This 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 ish. ladies, for real, man. I mean, listen, I hate the what I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But after 28, it's gonna be tough. If you don't push your chips in, and I don't care who you are, not me, I still come out here and dudes want to sleep with me. Will we not confuse sleeping with you and relationship value? So they, you know, I don't know who came up with this sexual marketplace value and relationship marketplace value. All women have sexual marketplace value. I'm telling you, there's an old woman that's 83, and I guarantee you, there's a young dude trying to hit that. There's a young dude that'll be like, okay, this is just my lane. It does not mean you have any relationship marketplace value. Now, here's the thing. It is similar to, it is similar to men who have dating marketplace value versus men who have relationship marketplace value. Ladies, maybe you can understand it like this. See, a woman will go out with anybody as long as he's paying. Almost anybody. Hey, lady. Hey, hey, baby. I could walk up. I, I, and I'm going to do this as an experiment. Wait till I do my infields out here. I'm going to walk up to a whole bunch of ladies. Ladies, you know what? My date canceled on me just right now. Totally flaked on me. I'm looking for somebody I need. I have a seat. I have reservations for two at this restaurant right here at Fleming's at Mastro's. I have reservations for two. I hate to eat alone. Would you eat with me tonight? I guarantee you 50% of the women will be like, boom. Yep, I'll eat. Come on, let's go. Okay, I could get on social media right now and be like, damn, one of these, this, this woman done flaked on me again. I have dinner reservations for two, oceanfront view right there at Javier's. Anybody want to come? They'd be like this, bruh, bruh. It'll be like this. <laughs> Who's turning that down? Nobody's going to be worried about anything now. Soon as I be like, well, you want to come to the bedroom with me after that? They're going to be like, I bet you, I bet you 90% of women be like, well, no, nah, I really just, just came out for the free meal. <laughs> with that being said, that's essentially what women have. You have sexual marketplace value, but you don't have relationship marketplace value. Somebody will penetrate you. All you have to do is walk into a bar and say, hey, anybody want this? 99% of the men will be like, I'll take a piece. But then when you be like, well, is this leading into anything? Nope. That's the difference. All right. And women don't understand that difference. And we're here to explain it. <laughs> we got Henry. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Did I get uh, Daniel McGee says, thanks, coach, for all that you do. Your podcast and information help me in several ways daily. That's what we in here to do. Thank you, man. U.S. Army retired. I'm 42 and I look 28. So, yeah. I am sure that I deserve, I'm sure that I deserve an insanely rich woman. Where are the rich women at? Where are the rich women at? I'm not into, listen, I lived around rich, rich women. Okay, guys, this whole fantasy that some, you know, you gigolos out here. <laughs> I hear dudes, I'm going to just give me a rich woman. You sound delusional. First of all, a rich woman is not going to be a young woman. If she is young and rich, that's daddy's money. That's not your money. Everybody understand Get that. Him, daddy. If she is rich, she's going to be older. When I say older, I say between 55 and 80. That's why old rich women are. And this is because they divorced their first husband. And then they married another rich husband. And then the other second rich husband doesn't care what she does. So you're going to be the side gigolo. 
And guess what? She still ain't going to give you access to that money. Damn, Cher. You're going to be looking like Cher, dude. I'm going to tell you, dude, the women that you're going to pipe down, you're going to look down there, and it's going to look like an Arby's roast beef sandwich exploded. It's not going to be a pretty sight. Not only that, it's going to be an old white woman or an old Jewish woman. That's who the old rich woman, and she might have a hunchback, rounded shoulders, or the buffalo hump neck. You're going to have to be putting lotion and lathering that up. That's what you're going to be doing, guys. It's going to be all kind of, it's going to be a disaster. I want you to get it out of your brain, man. Y'all y'all be talking, I'm going to give me a rich woman. What? Where? <laughs> you like to shop at Gelson's? That's what you're going to be doing on the weekend. You like to shop at Gelson's? That's where you're going to be at. Please. <laughs> Goodness. All right, dudes, be, dudes are goofy. Dudes are goofy. All right, anyway, shout out to Henry Resilient. Nice investigation on last night's stream. All right, and you too, man. I think your stream got deleted and it came back up. Shout out to you. He says, thank you for the shout out and support. What's up for the weekend? We here already. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Yeah, Disney on ice with my daughter, man. Shout out to you. Congratulations, man. I think your daughter's under three. I won't give up too much information, but enjoy. All right, welcome to Normieville. What up, CGA? Also known as the Working Man's Podcast. The name is inspired by you. 923 subs. He says, shout out to the coach gang. I need some barbecue over here. It's barbecue in there. Go check out the Working Man's Podcast. All right, we got three more. John Angelo, good morning, coach. The witch's dreams were fire. I have a baby mama terrorist. Save under Bruja, which is witch in Spanish, under my contacts. <laughs> He said, stay focused, gents. Coach tells no lies. Free agent for life. Boy, y'all some cold brothers. Delta Fox, I met Taraji at a conference in September 2022 on stage. She spoke about empowerment, the sacrifices of black women, and also magic and crystals. What did I tell you? What did I, Wait, what did I tell you? Wow. Crypto Keeper, I've seen that firsthand. Game guys don't understand that. I did the game thing in college, and it worked most times, but... I noticed there was a hierarchy with the Division One football guys. Money talks in this world. Yes, and got, dude, you can get listen, listen. I got money. You can get women to do anything for money, just about anything. And every woman has a price. I used to have that sound effect. Every woman has a price. They do. And if you're a halfway decent man with with a little bit of money, could go along with. Now, I'm not saying to do this, but what I'm saying is every woman has a price. I'm not saying to do this. You're just gonna get used. But men get used in a variety of ways. J Flo, wifey is in her 40s, would hate on her 20-year-old self. Wifey in her 40s would hate on her 20-year-old self. Well, the, the problem is, the problem is for women, youth is wasted on the young, right? Youth is wasted on the young. See, while they have their best looking version of their cells, and we're just being general here. I know people are like, no, I like women at 42. They always got some specific age. Okay, like, look, if you like saggy waggies, go ahead. Mm. Like, if you have saggy waggy fantasies about it, go ahead. You know what I mean? But let's just say, in general, their best years are in their 20s. Now, of course, they're not too bright at this particular age. <laughs> they dumb. Just like men, but our value... <laughs> Our value as men, right? A, a lot of women will say men in their 20s and 30s look better, which could be true as well. 
But there's also a group of women that are like, man, that handsome gentleman over there, and he's always mid-30s to 50, right? That's the age where he looks more refined. He's actually filled out. He's actually a little bit more masculine-looking and so forth and so on, right? So our youth is not necessarily wasted on the young, but with them, it's wasted on the young. See, they, they, they're not in their right mind when they look their best, and this is the problem that they face, Okay. It's a long story, complicated. Shout out to Eric. Sai says for the junior college. Man, I've been on a I've been on a break for the junior college. I don't know, man. I've been on a break, but we'll get back active. Deshaun Rose says, "Good morning, coach. Looking forward to this lesson. Cook on. We going we going to cook on and we're about to start cooking on in a minute. I want to check on PayPal because PayPal brothers be like, "Give me some love. We got to wait till the damn hour to get some damn chats out." But I got to get these guys. Thank you for the support. We're ready to go for the Friday. Friday, um, my last NFL game, I went to 11 NFL games coming up Saturday, 11 NFL games this season, and I'm tired, especially when we lose a lot of them, <laughs> all right? So I'm tired. We got two. I'm going to get on with these two, and then we'll get on with the show here. Somebody says, my sister loves Clooney. Hey, if you look up some of the men who have been categorized as the sexiest men alive, they are always in the middle ages of 35 to 55. Sometimes 60, the sexiest men alive are always between 35 and 60. I don't care what you guys talk about, about men in their 20s look the hottest and they look better in their 20 and 30. They're always older men. Go look it up. If you want to call it social programming, call it social programming. And the reason why sexiest men alive are always older men is because we don't depend on looks. The value of the man is not by looks. The value of the woman overwhelmingly is going to be by looks. And this is their struggle because they want it to be about something else. Get to know me, get to know me deeper and get to know what I think in my belief system. Most men don't care, right? We're like, whatever, be seen, not heard. Now, that's the thing. If you don't like that, that's the thing you guys got to work out amongst yourself. But for men, what makes a man sexy, unfortunately, for, for women is looks, there's a looks component, but there's also the way he carries himself, his confidence, his swag, his whatever features that, you know, uh, uh, come out, his value, what he's done, his accomplishments. These are the things that women want us to evaluate on them, which we call projection. This is what they evaluate on us. So when a woman see, I don't know, they don't realize this, but they're like, I want to be seen for my money and my success and my accomplishments. No, that's what they want to see in you. But it doesn't work that way. Okay. They have status and money. Yes, status and money. This is why, this is what makes the man sexy. So looks, looks are almost not irrelevant. Looks is a component. It's not irrelevant. Looks is a component. However, it is not the only component that makes a man sexy or makes a woman attracted to a man. That's just the bottom line. Anyway. Anyway, look it up. It is what it is. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? I think we should say, we should just say this. Women who choose to be 304s are just stupid. Now, I don't know about that. They're doing what they're doing. But he says for them to have SEX out of wedlock or a long-term commitment, at least is just plain dumb. Feminism has ruined women plain and simple. Well, that is true. But we're also going to give you a quick history of feminism that I documented in my book. But we're going to go further because somebody brought it up. 
Feminism has a steep, steep history, not only in America, but worldwide. Worldwide, if you want to know. Sizzo says it's flat back Friday. I'm at my job and this thick lady who works here acts stuck up. And yet I found out she's on a dating account. She has a dating account and looks oh so miserable at 36. LOL. Give her the I am a nasty woman. Okay, all right, here we go with the show. Oh, by the way, I want men to understand this. Um, you know, we have we have a we have a situation. A lot of women are becoming prominent in the Crimson Capsule. I've been telling you the Crimson Capsule is filled with nothing but damn near blue pill simps, right? Majority of purple pill, if you will, and men posing as red pill. We have people like Hammerhand out here exposing this, and uh it's odd that a lot of our most visible people in this space, the people who get the most views are women. This isn't out of hot, out of hate. And this isn't a shot at pearly things. She's not the only one. I'm noticing a lot of other women in this space becoming very prominent and getting massive views and support. With that being said, why does that matter? Well, these people are the voice, these people in their belief system, whoever's indoctrinated them. And I gave an example when pearly showed up on my show and we were talking about who, who's the red pill. And she started naming people that, come from PUA background, and then you're just like, what the hell's going on? But the reality is now Andrew Tate, you see what Andrew Tate's facing right now, whether his things are true or false. The 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 reality is this, and I'm going to just tell you, the world, does need, the world needs masculine men, but they don't want them right now. They want men to be seen and not heard. They want men to be useful. And they also want women to be the voice of this so that it can either be discredited or... or or um, easily dismissed. With that being said, if you know a woman that is in this sphere, and you know a lot of them, I'm not going to name them, but I, I come across their videos. I'm not subscribed to them, but I come across their videos all the time. I'm like, why does this have 184,000 views in two days? <laughs> right, what is going on? And this is because we've been invaded by, and I, I said this when it happened, when Kevin Samuels became prominent. I said, we're invaded by blue pills. Mm. We've been invaded by blue pills. Because these dudes are coming in here, I want to tell you, do not put your faith in CGA to change the world. It ain't going to happen. My philosophy is you guys need to adopt a different philosophy about the world. If you want to let it burn, let it burn. If you want to hold the line, if you want to hold the line. If you want to try to make a change, make that change, like Michael Jackson said. But what you guys are under the impression is that one of us YouTubers are going to change the damn world. All right, not even pearly things is going to change the damn world. Andrew Tate ain't going to change it. Kevin Samuels ain't going to change it. CGA ain't going to change the damn thing. It's not changing what you have to understand. The change comes from one of five of these things, if not two. And I'm going to repeat it once again before somebody steals it and credits a PUA for coming up. There's five things that will change the direction and path of this country. We're going to progressive liberalism, a.k.a. democratic socialism, somewhat Marxism. That's where we're going. If you want to say conservative, even you conservative talking point people. It's not going back unless one or five things of these things happen. Number one, an economic collapse of epic proportions. Okay, it's not going to change with this philosophical conversation. When reality hits, shit is going to change. Economic collapse of epic proportions. Number two, a world war. Yes, yes. New, 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 new world Soon as war. people get drafted, people are going to start acting right. Oh, you got to go. Oh, you got to go. Oh, oh, sticks and stones front line. Okay. Number three, a massive wave of immigration or 
terrorism, either one. And we're experiencing that right now. We're experiencing a massive wave of immigration. So in the next 50 years, America is going to look like a totally different place. Thus, there will be a change. Number four, a wave. I said a plague. And these things I said way before this 2020, I've been saying this for a long time. There's got to be a plague and it's got to be something where people have uh, trouble finding food and or inflation. Okay, understand that. So that is going to be one of those things. And I've been saying the barbarian is at the gate. The barbarian comes to the gate. There's going to be some different shit. You don't understand what I'm talking about. That's the only way it changes. It all boils down to the economics. Economy changes everything. The last one is a religious awakening. When you have a religious awakening and somebody insinuated that, if everybody all of a sudden, and we've had several religious awakenings in our uh, European and American history, Right. And they call them um, they call it the, uh, the well, they call it the religious awakening. But I'm I'm missing out on the term. But a religious awakening will lead people if they all of a sudden I don't care what religion it is, but everybody turns to religion. Boom. It will change things dynamically, but you need one or two of the five or all of the five for there to be a change. Other than that, Kostradamus will sit to the sideline and chill. Nobody's going to all of a sudden listen to one of us red pillars and be like, ah. Yes, the enlightenment period. That was the f- word I was thinking of, and I was thinking of it the other day. You need an enlightenment period to change things, meaning everybody starts going back. Oh, my Lord, the Lord, my shepherd, I shall not want, all right, and start running to the church. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So, look, yeah, the great renaissance. These are the things that change directions of society. With that being said, just sit back. Sit on the sideline, watch it burn, go, go monk mode, go enjoy your life, go play around. But Andrew Tate ain't saving shit. Myron and Fresh ain't saving shit. Neither is CGA, neither is Pearly, neither is anybody. What we do is we get one man and we do this. To teach what you know to those who do not know. And then you hope that person wakes the hell up or they could go back to Normieville as far as I'm concerned. But with that being said, let's continue with today's show. <laughs> you guys are hinging your faith. And then at the same time, the sad reality is at the same time, y'all still on dating apps, dating mastodons. Oh, the humanity. And then you're furthering complicating the problem. You're not making people pay the penalty. And this is what I know about men. Men, you're weak. Men are weak. <laughs> you're weak. You're weak. You talk all this shit and then y'all be on the y'all be on a dating app two seconds later. Anyway, <laughs> they be out there hog hunting. Oh, well, CGA's not doing a live stream right now. Guess I'll check what's going on on Tinder. Yes, indeed. All of a sudden. And that's you. <laughs> but Coach, she thick. Let's get on to the show, man. <laughs> all right, let's get on with the show. We ain't playing no games with you. Yeah, we can talk about women all day long, but it's you. Guys, it's you. And that's you. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. J.P. Morgan, let's talk about this right here. If you don't know who J.P. Morgan is, you guys need to do your history. There was a great series on the History Channel, which I'm a history buff, former history major before I changed my major to kinesiology. But I love history. And this is a riveting, riveting series. It is called The Men Who Built America. And I've been referencing this movie from probably since 2018. With that being said, great movie. And it referenced the Rockefeller the ascent of the Carnegie's Andrew Carnegie, 
or Carnegie, however you want to pronounce it. John D. Rockefeller, um, the Vanderbilt, the Commodore Vanderbilt, uh, Henry Ford, and uh, one J.P. Morgan. Okay, and there were some other people featured as well. Nikola Tesla was featured in the video. Thomas Edison was fitted, uh, fit, um, was uh, featured in this one. And they did a historical perspective about the men who built America. Now, the reason why I caught my attention, I was like, what is this going to be about slaves? Nope. It was about the men who built America. Now, if you don't know, J.P. Morgan was featured in there. And J.P. Morgan is known today by J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase. So if you hear somebody reference J.P. Morgan, <clears throat> I will know that they don't know anything if they include Chase in the name. Oh, J.P. Morgan Chase. I'm like, oh, boy, this person don't know a damn thing. See, J.P. Morgan and Chase are two different things. J.P. Morgan's a banker. All right. Chase is a bank. They merged. Anyway. <laughs> so with that being said, J.P. Morgan was featured in there. And his connection to the world is that he was the initial investor into Nikola Tesla when Nikola Tesla left Thomas Edison. So everybody's like, yo, he got finessed by Edison. No, Tesla was an employee of Edison. He, they had a philosophical difference between AC and DC. And te uh, Nikola Tesla was like, I'm going to take my bag and run. That's basically he, what he said. And then JP Morgan wanted to invest in Nikola Tesla, essentially which put build the grid and the power plants around the country to give everybody electricity. So if you want to thank people for electricity, you can thank Thomas Edison for employing Nikola Tesla, but you can also thank J.P. Morgan for investing in Nikola Tesla. All right. So that is the broad brushing history of 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 electricity. OK, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. J.P. Morgan, as it exists now, since he is one of the men who built America. Now, of course, he's dead now, just to let you know. But his legacy carries on. J.P. Morgan merged with J.P. Morgan. I'm sorry, merged with Chase Bank. J.P. Morgan is a is a legacy company. Basically, is going to be um, one of the companies, if you will. I'm gonna say it. New, 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 new world order. Okay. Um. So I said allegedly dead. <laughs> I don't know, man. J.P. Morgan is about to spend one billion dollars on hundreds of rental homes across the United States on the way to become a mega landlord. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> Somebody says, what point is he leading to? Impatient men. I'm going to tell you once again, I cannot stand you men out here. It's, I'm, I'm about to be done with you guys. What's the point? You guys are so impatient. You can't, this is why you guys could run around with half-ass information. This is why you run around with half-ass information. And this is why you continue to be in the position you're in. I cannot stand you men. New, 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 look, new world order. Look, you're going to get what you get out here. You're going to get what you get. You steady depending on these superhero red pill people, and this is exactly why your dumb ass is in the position you were in. Anyway, do you want me to continue to share, or do you want to take your ass out of here? Get the hell up out of here. What point is he listening to? This is just absolutely reprehensible, <laughs> and it's, it's terrible. I, I'm trying to help you men out. But you can't sit there and, and listen to the information. Why is this important? Because J.P. Morgan's legacy lives on. If you want to talk about the men that built America, they still have a control over America. And here's the deal. J.P. Morgan is about to spend $1 billion on hundreds of rental homes across the United States on the way to becoming a mega landlord. This is going to be 
something that carries on for the next 100 years. If you had a dream, if you had a dream to become a homeowner, it's going to be that much more complicated with the crisis, as you call it, the Great Reset. With this thing that we call the economic collapse of epic proportion. With these things that we have moving around here, the dream of being a household house owner is going away and it's going away steadily. And it's going away because we've made dumbass decisions, namely in politics, namely in our own personal economics, falling for swindles. And uh, we forget about it. We have a short memory. Our short memory is related to this. Because you guys think 2008 was a long time ago. No, it's not in reference to this. You guys think the 1800s was a long time ago. No, it's not. It's basically tied in together. This is JP Morgan. JP Morgan we're talking about. Now his company is now going into the landlord business. Your dreams of home ownership is going bye-bye. And they told you this as much as this. You'll own nothing and be happy. You'll own nothing and be happy. Now you want me to say, what's the solution? Free agent lifestyle is always the solution. This is how you insulate yourself from stupidity. Because this is what we're going to, man. I, what I said this earlier. We're going to some sort of democratic socialism, if you will, a form of it. Whatever they title it, that's what we're going into. And they've been pushing, it, pushing us this way for a long time. This is why the households are destroyed. Read my book. You guys can't even let me set up the story for one minute. And I know you're not going to read the book, but you wonder why you're in a position you're in, depending on red pill contents. It's crazy. We're telling you where this is going. And as much people here realize it, yes, there's going to be discount on homes. And I told you this earlier about people that are thinking they're going to get into home investments when the, the market crashes. They said they're going to get into home investments when the market crashes. And I said, no, you're not. Why did I say no, you're not? I said, no, you're not, because I said there's going to be companies that are going to be gobbling up these properties with cash on hand before you even can put in a bid. Before you can even put in a bid, you think you're going to go in there and think the houses are going to go from 400,000 to 250 and you're going to walk up with your damn 20 percent down. No, you're not. They're going to be scooped up and gulped up quickly, mostly by corporations. And then they're going to become mega landlords. Okay. And yep, and not with interest rates skyrocketing. Yeah, normies are out of control, and I love when they debate me. And I'm like, you can debate me till the cows come home. The proof is in the pudding, and I will show you the proof. J.P. Morgan is positioning, them, positioning themselves to be a mega landlord, and they're not the only one. So this is where we're going. So whatever dream you have in your hand, you better get some education about yourself. Get some patience. Let some men who know what they're talking about, not the hope strategy, tell you what's going on. If you want to invest in other countries, invest in other countries. If you want to get yourself in the proper position, you need to stop be out here dating and hogging and get your, your get your money up. Get your money up. You know, you men are hard-headed and thick. You men are hard-headed and thick. You think you guys got this thing figured out and you don't. You're going to go get your ass handed to you out here. And I trust me, I've seen I've seen housing markets decline and got, trust me guys, there's some piranhas out there that gobble up properties. There's piranhas that send guys out with investment money to go chase down properties. So you're not just going to walk up, oh, the prices are collapsed 40%. I'll put my bid in. All right, here's my FHA loan. Yeah. Here's my FHA loan paperwork. Here's my 3% down. Go ahead and process that. I'll wait 90 days. Nope. No, sir. 
And so you better get your money up, be able to get yourself positioned with some cash and be able to beat JP Morgan Chase to the punch. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yep, he says, wipe that. He said, well, here we go right here. And trust me, oh, slumlording, yes. I mean, these aren't your landlords that you want. He says, cash offer sight unseen. That's how it's going to be. So we talk about it all. Oh, the price market, the housing market is going to crash. And I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to take these deals and gobble them up. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's not how it works. I've lived a little bit. I know. It. I've seen it. You're not going to gobble up a damn thing. And these corporations are ready. So you better have cash on hand. People are going to be in the um, Silicon Valley sending real estate agents walking around buying properties unseen with cash. Anyway. Sight unseen. And that's what they did in Vegas, actually, if you guys want to know, before I move out to Vegas, they were like, yeah, people in Silicon Valley are just buying up the places, sight unseen. They're just buying them. <laughs> sight unseen. They ain't even been here yet. Right? Get your money up is the reason why I wanted to talk about that. Anyway, somebody says, I got my apartment bidding 20% lower. Very true. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Marriage woes. Marriage woes. Let's go back to this stuff. Now I now that I got your attention. So I said, coach knows how to talk to us. Absolutely. All right, because men are hard-headed, for real. Marriage woes. Let's get to this. Uh, let's show a video first. How about this? How about the good old-fashioned long-term marriage? How about the good old-fashioned long-term marriage? Remember when they say, you're going to die alone? Coach, you're going to die alone. Well, here's the problem with that instance here. Dying alone includes that you carry some woman around from age 40 to 80 dealing with all day her in your ear okay dealing with her in your ear also that when you clutch your chest with a heart attack she's there to uh click your life alert so you don't die alone let me get something through your head gentlemen <laughs> you guys all think you guys all think that uh, as you're going down, there's some nurses. Some nurses will tell you there's a lot of single men in nursing homes dying. No family members around. No, nothing. There's a lot of married men dying with no family and friends around. But what you think is going to happen is that you're going to be sitting in your bed, passing away slowly, dying, withering. And then what's going to happen is your family is going to be surrounding you by loved ones. You'll be surrounded by loved ones and like this. Hold on for a second. Ready for the. All right. So as you're dying alone, what they're going to do. I'm sorry. When you're dying with your loved ones, they're going to be get reading you letters. Oh, father, father, you were so wonderful. Thank you for making me the man I am today. Thank you for passing on your legacy. Thank you for passing on everything. You're going to leave me in your will. Father, you're a loved one. You are the one I most cherish. Thank you, Father. Thank you very much. Thank you. Then you think your wife's going to get up there on the get up there in front of everybody in the hospital room. It's just a beep, beep. Honey, my eternal love, my eternal flame, the man that I've never cheated on, the only man I've touched in my life, the only man I let penetrate me. Hold on for a second. The love of my life, my eternal flame. You, it is you. You led our family. You led our family without me interfering in destroying it for financial gain in the family court. 
I could have done it, but I didn't. I never filed for divorce and I never would leave you. You are my eternal flame. You are my forever. I will not marry and touch another man. As I sit here and watch you slowly slip into the hands of the pearly gates and Lord himself. I want to tell you with all due respect, I love you. I love you forever. All right. And then all of a sudden. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, that's that, that's how y'all think it's going to happen, right? Probably not. Nope. Probably not. See, for the last 40 years, you're going to wish you jumped to your death. All right. <laughs> because this is what real you're going to die alone looks like. All right. This is what old married people look like. This is what the women be like. You're going to die alone. And oh, instead of dying alone, I got to put up with this shit. Thing I do or say, you got to try to correct me. Fuck you. you. So dumb. what? Let me do it. Let me be dumb. I must enjoy being dumb. Let me no, be no, dumb. No, that, let, well, I, let me be dumb then. Well, then that's why you ought to leave me the fuck alone. Let me be dumb. Well, let me be dumb then. Let me do it. I guess you guys think everybody else got a different yeah. answer. That's Ain't nobody got to have no different Good. answer. Let me do it. Let me do what I want to do. Say and what you I want to say. Answer that you can better. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker be trying to tell me how to dress, how to eat, how to sleep, how to bathe. What to say? I can't do a motherfucking thing that I want to do. Sit up in the house with them clothes on three weeks Shit. at a time. You goddamn right. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Let it hey, 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 I can talk to them motherfuckers. <laughs> I'd rather talk to them bad boys than talk to you, you motherfucker. You, you, you big old beetle ass, ass motherfucker. At least I got draw you. You just start wearing draw you. You got no motherfucking draw. Got rims. Yeah. <laughs> Like to get a yeah, okay, joke. That ain't no line. joke. That's serious. Your goddamn drawers that look like roaches and eight holes in them. You know that. Until, <laughs> you, just, until you just ordered these new ones. Hey, I keep me some mm. clean clothes. New mm. clothes too to go to church. Yeah, yeah, I get sick. There you go. Uh, uh, that ain't in case you get sick. In case y'all make a stop. Hey, don't make no difference. <laughs> get sick, don't my make no you need to make a stop some motherfucker. Yeah, won't be at church. I'm thinking you'll do better when you get all your teeth out. You won't invest nobody's stuff it. with your mouth. Fuck it. If I invest it, that's their ass. If they let me put my mouth down, they would get like this. That's well, good. Be better, your mouth won't be yeah. invested. If I want to. If I want right to. Now you, you if, let somebody. You probably ought to go on that shit be fucked well, up. Well, then that's what I want to do. I want to infect them. That's why you get mad with I want to infect them nasty bitches. They let me put my mouth down. You're the one nasty. If they, me to, like if they ask me to put my mouth down there, I want to infect them stinking motherfuckers. You stinking motherfuckers. Yes, I don't smell like doodle. Yes, Who the fuck think it, somebody want to put their mouth in your ass? Well, nobody want you bitches, to put your mouth down there. Crazy. I don't want you to put your mouth next to me, period. Don't worry about it. And I don't. Like I don't shit. put my mouth next to you. Time. All the time, I don't even want to be around you. Well, well, well. That's a wonderful legacy to pass on. I mean, I'm sure when he dies, she's going to be so sad. You know what I mean? She's going to be like, I'm sad to see Papa gone. All right. Soon as he dies, she's going to kick the dirt. She's going to kick the dirt right on him. Good. Get out of here. But this is what guys think in their mind. Man, I'm going to tell you guys, I told you in my free book that is available on my website, gregadams1.com. It is called 52 Things That All Men Should Consider Prior to Marriage. It is a free ebook. Now. 
I told you, if you want to see what these things are, not your fantasies, hang out with married people, hang out with married people at different stages of their marriage, you're going to see the real. And sometimes you see the real. Sometimes they fake it long enough. But if you hang around long enough, you deal with this. You will see this. Yeah. And some people stay together and they stay together because misery loves company. Hafiz, this is definitely going to be what you have to look forward to more than what you believe. Anyway, let's go to the next story here. Let me see what the next story is. Oh, it involves a brother, of course. So here we have, here we have a young brother here that is clapping cheeks of a, you know what, an older white woman for some reason. That's a target zone. White women love young black men and young black men love older white women. So um, here we go right here. Man caught his wife at the Momo with another man. Let's go ahead and play it. Open the door, Amy. Who's here? So how long you been messing around my wife? What you mean? What do you mean what I mean? No. Master Splinter and the Ninja. All right. Master Splinter and the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Of course. Look at this. Master Splinter and the Ninja Turtles the whole time. Look at this right here, boy. Oh, Lord. Oh, the humanity. Ninjas love just scraping the bottom of the barrel, man. The bottom, the pure bottom of the barrel. You want me to leave? Are you in love? I don't know. Wow, I don't know. Anyway, man, here we go. Open the door, Amy. I'll tell you, I don't have a key on. Who's here? So how long you been messing around my wife? What you mean? What do you mean what I mean? <laughs> no. You want me to leave? <laughs> oh, man. Are you in love? Oh, man. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> oh, no. Goodness, this is terrible. Man, what happened? Yeah, that brother's starving. Pope Pookie going to smash everything, and he going to be having high body count and an STI walking around here talking about he got game. Oh, boy. All right, let's get to this one, the perfect bait and switch. I want you to read this one. I'll read it to you. Uh, this is a situation where in many marriages, you get easily baited and switch. You might think, hey, um, you know, there's a, all of a sudden a complication here. Most of the time, the complication comes from children. You have children. The woman gets a little bit more attached to the children's love than they do your love. And she, she, she might say, I don't need you. I have all that I have. I have all that I need. Well, this is the situation. I'll read it to you on your screen. It says, and I'll come down here. This seems to be a Reddit post. I don't know, man. Why do people always go to Reddit? My husband is 29 years old and I am 28. And we have a daughter. We have a daughter, three-year-old. He was happy when I told him she was a girl. It says right here, we're having another child. And when I had my ultrasound, I told him it was another girl. Again, my husband was happy. So let's just say this. The man is happy. The husband, he's happy. He's like, okay, good. What's the problem? What's the problem? The problem is that you're happy. But let's continue to read on. His reaction to us, wait a minute, hold for a second. His reaction to us having a boy was nothing like his either, like his either of his reactions to having a girl. He was actually, so wait a minute. I messed up here. Let's go back. 
She says right here, the guy was happy. It turns out I was told wrong and it actually is a boy and we're having. Uh, and it says right here, my husband freaked out in excitement. So I forgot that part. Apologies. So she thought she was having a girl. She told the husband the husband was happy. Then she found out it was a mistake that they were having a boy. Then she told the husband and he freaked out in excitement. This is going to be where the problem starts. His, his reaction to us having a boy was nothing like either of his reactions to having a girl. Okay, so here's the, that's where the problem is for the woman. I'm not happy. <laughs> now, this is going to turn into a divorce. This is going to turn into a broken home. I'm going to show you how. People think that people think that this wouldn't break up a marriage. Oh, yes, it will. Because she's going to take it to uh, she's going to take it to the next level. You're going to see here in a minute. So this is how a bait and switch occurs. You can't win with people. So he actually jumped around and yelled and he immediately called all his friends and family. He kept hugging and swinging our daughter around, telling her she's getting a brother. You see where we are at. You see where we are now. Now, of course, I confronted him about not being this excited about having girls. And he said, because I wanted a boy. She says, I got so pissed off. I don't want him to be at our baby shower. And I guess it's not really a baby shower as we're not having any. Uh, we're not asking for anything, but still. Or she does not want him to be at the birth of the child. Hold on for a second. There's more to this. I got to go back. Where is it at? Okay. Anyway, there was an additional part of the post. So, so because he was excited and appeared more excited to have the child, right? I'm sorry. Because he appeared more excited to have a boy than a girl. She's now disinviting him to the baby shower and the birth of the child. Oh my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Guys, when we talk about normies, this is what we're talking about. Remember earlier this week, I made the skit of uh, the, the good couple, the good, happy, merry couple. And uh, it was somewhat funny. And if you missed it, go back and see it. It was impromptu. But the point is, I said normie couples basically live their lives as to not piss each other off. Like if, if one part of the normie couple gets a little red pill, it could tip the whole marriage upside down. And good couples basically just walk the line not to piss each other off. That's what that's what you're doing. And so good couples, people want me to speak about good married couples. And I said, why well, talk about them? They're bored. They're, they're ready to die. There's nothing. To, that's nothing to report. But one instance like this could tear your whole normie marriage down. That's basically what's happening. And they were good until they weren't. And this right here initiates the bait and switch, which means she doesn't invite them to the baby shower or the birth. I don't think the marriage goes along. They might stick along for another few years. Now, uh, let's just say we, we also reported of a story where the, the woman said, I checked out two years ago. I just mentally divorced him, but I still was in his presence. So this is a episode of where the woman can say, I checked out. I stayed with them for another two years. Then I pulled the plug. And then the guy's going to figure it out later. This is what happens to normies. And it was as little as this. He was excited to have a boy and he was more excited than he displayed when he had a girl. This is a bait and switch. And this family's destroyed from here on out. Even if they stay together, she's already checked out. 
it again proves just because you stay married doesn't mean it's a successful marriage. It doesn't mean it's a successful marriage. They're just together. She checked out long time ago. When did you check out, honey? The day you swung your daughter around telling her you're going to have a brother. How do you recover from this? There's no marriage counseling that's going to help this. This woman would have to understand that she's at fault, and that's not going to happen. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. They're not going to happen. She's never going to realize that she was the problem. She believes that he's the problem, and she always will. This is how normies work. And they're going to make him apologize. Oh, honey, sorry for exhibiting joy for having you having my child. You see how it goes? And it's still not going to be enough because at that point, she knows how to manipulate. It's bad. I'm not happy. <laughs> man, man, man. And I'm here to report this. I'm just to help you out. Um, I'm just trying to help you out. This is, this is the stuff that you have to look forward to. You think your marriage is going well. You do one thing, and that thing might have lasted, what, 30 minutes? 30 minutes changed the entire course of your marriage. And, of course, you will be penalized stiff and heavy for this. Yes, indeed. Stiff and heavy. Pause. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the Venmo's real quick and the super chats and the contributions to today's show. We got 2,500 people in here. 2,300. Look at, look at the like ratio. Let's take a moment to respect. I know many people aren't. You're just listening to me. Some people are watching the actual television screen. I got 2,300 people on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel and 753 likes. I also have on the Notorious channel, 175, and the ratio looks great, 179 likes. Do me a favor kindly. I could easily have 4,000 people in here watching me if you simply just click the like button. We can get some normies in here to get a double dose of this reality. Do me a favor. Let's click the like button. The like ratio is way just disrespectful. It's way disrespectful, right? 2,300, I should have at least 1,200 likes, at least maybe 15. And it's a simple thing. It's not like I'm asking you to do anything. And if you're responding to this simple request in the spirit of rebellion, then I see why you are where you are. Now, if you're at work listening to me on your job and you're hiding your phone in the desk, that's that I understand. But I know that's not the case with everybody. So do me a favor, man. I don't want to get belly deli. Just hit the like button. Um, if you're a YouTuber, take notes again. We're at 2,500 people cumulatively watching this show. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and click the like. Take a look. We were at 1600 peak on Wednesday morning. Take a look. Do your own due diligence here. Take a look at what's important to many people and why I do the content that I do. Shout out to no government name. Wait a minute. This can't be right. It is right. Shout out to, um, we'll call you Jeremiah. He says witchcraft is just like the court. It's women calling on a greater force to bend men to their will. Thank you, sir. Uh, no government name, CGA. I once sat near courtside at a Nets game and saw Taraji sitting in the front row. I tried to sneak a photo of her, and she looked at me, Martin Lutherly. Hope you had a great weekend. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. And <laughs> with this being said, I know I'm some sort of D-list or E-list celebrity, and I hate to now talk about celebrities in the way I have to talk about them, but I've never been very fond of the attitude or demeanor that Taraji P characterizes herself because I think it's demeaning to black women. Of course, black women celebrate it and then wonder why they're in the position they're in. And when we get to the video later on, then you will see that this is your course. This is your co collision course with life. If you use Taraji P. Henson or any of the characters that she's ever 
portrayed on video. If you use her, that's where you're headed. Any of those things. I cannot stand her in Cookie as Cookie when I was watching that uh, uh, when I was watching that damn Chitlin Circuit show called Empire. With that being said, okay, I could not stand the character. I can't stand characters like that because then people will say, well, um, you know, they they celebrated, they clap her on, you go, girl, and then then wonder why black women have a certain character. Or uh, um um um, what do you call it? When they prejudge them, it's sad. Shout out to Full Speed Mario, beer money for the Chiefs game from the Chiefs kingdom. Shout out to you and. I'm imagining there's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans out there. DG Seymour, respect to Kevin Samuels, but he was not red pill. He was not a red pill disciple. Um, a lot of people might disagree with that, but the way he, the way the last few, the last year and a half of his life, I think he catered his, his program to blue pills. <laughs> so that's what it was. So like I said, um, a lot of people watch me. They would never even bring my name up, but they watch him and they're like, oh, Kevin. But he catered to a lot of hope strategists, hope strategists. And it's okay to have hope, um, but, you know, I think what uh, people have to understand is the difference between one or the other. And and to be fair, my program is not as red pill as you uh, would believe. There's some dudes that are really delivering them out, and you never heard of their names. Shout out to Hammerhand and all of those brothers. Hey, but listen, I got, I got something to say here. I got something to say. Red pill is not about women. It's not about women, and it never was. Unfortunately, we're in a space now that we're in a different space. That's why you call it some sort of other thing, manosphere, or men's issues, men's rights, or whatever it is. Red pill is way more about women. And it always will be. And it always will be. Red pill is not about women. And I think what happens is a lot of men enter into red pill with the women, right? But you got to be red pill about life. Because what you'll understand is you're red pill about, sorry, you're, you want to be red pill about women and a total blue pill, if you will, about life. And I can see it and smell it 100 miles away. Soon as I go in one conversation, I could shift it slightly over here and you turn into a total blue pill. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Soon as we bring up a life issue, you turn right to a blue pill. And I'm like, wait a minute. These, team, these things are the same. These things are the same, and it's the same group of people. Over here, you don't like them. Over here, you praise them. And I'm going to show you that when I get to talking about feminism and their close association with abolitionism, abolition movements. That's one of the earliest known origins of feminism. They attach to abolitionist movements. Now, you're going to be like, what? Yes, it's a sad reality, but it is what it is. And that tradition has carried on even until the Joe Biden days. You can see this same association, feminism and black issues. They've always attached each other with each other. But you guys aren't ready for this fact. The reason why I'm ready for the fact is because I'm red pill about life. And I can look at it and go, bah, wow, boy, these things are these things are riding on the same train. <laughs> same people. Anyway, I ain't ready for that. Y'all won't be ready for it, guys, but let's continue with the show. Uh, Dev says, small tip for the dying man performance coach. Indeed. <laughs> All right. And I hope that's not what happens to me. We got some super chats. I know my family will be surrounding me. Surrounding me. Where are we at here? Warhammer says everything can burn. Send the asteroid now. Well, we want to let the young people at least leave, live. I want to let the young people live. I don't want to. I don't want to let it burn on their account but listen i'm not gonna save you 
Amari roster closed on my first apartment. Had me a gordita on Thursday to celebrate. Your videos changed my life. Thank you, coach. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you, man. And shout out to the gorditas out there. Hey. You got to have you a good gordita. <laughs> you got to have you a good gordita on standby. Teddy KGB, the men who built America series is required viewing for every follower of CGA. And of course, Teddy KGB, thanks for reminding me. We do have homework assignments, and I've given you homework assignments. The Men Who Built America, that series. And, of course, for you impatient men, it is a long series. You're not going to get it all in one hour. I believe it's about six to seven episodes each hour long, and boy, does it drag. <laughs> boy, does the paint dry. Oh, my God. It's like watching paint dry. You're like, oh, boy. So if you're uninterested in knowledge history, and, of course, this is the most accurate. Everything's not 100% accurate. It is dry, but it is a great series. It will teach you a lot about the men who rule today. Even to this day, they have great prominence in our world. How? Through philanthropy. They'll explain it all right there. A lot of the money that they made were put towards certain issues. If you will, I will say this. New, 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 new world order. Talk about the boule. You talk about the education system, the textbooks that were printed, all through the great efforts of the philanthropy efforts of one John D. Rockefeller and their arms race that he had against Andrew Carne Carnegie, right? These people, it's all locked up. It all will, it all will make things make sense of today, right? You guys think you guys think the world was created in 1972. <laughs> you think the world started in 1972 and everything else was irrelevant going forward. No, no, no. When you talk about the origins of the NAACP, when you talk about the World War II, these things are in lockstep. And they're in lockstep. When you talk about what we did in World War II and what happened over in Germany in lockstep, everything's attached. Everything's just that man, man, man. Let me stop. Let me stop. This is going over too many people's heads. <laughs> this is going over way too many heads. All right. Shout out to Bob. He says buying land will be the future to be independent. 100%. 100%. All right. Buying land will be the future to be independent. If you have land, you're going to be ahead of people who don't have land. Uh, son, Moses says summer divorce, fall, wait, fall double my salary. Okay, summer divorce in the fall, double my salary. And now winter is here for her. Shout out to her and the free agent. <laughs> El Chino, shout out to Coach and the Coach Gang. The free agent lifestyle knows no race. Take me out with the Spanish music. Not at all. Yeah. Knows no race. We want, we want, we want all people to feel included here. Jean S says, Coach, they don't like seeing us happy. Keep that ish to yourself. The more miserable you appear, the better you are. Yes, the better you are. Look, the, the, the better things are for you. Again, it's kind of like flossing, flexing. They don't want to see you out here winning. People don't want to see you out here winning. And to be honest, people are losing out here. And uh, the biggest sign that people don't want you to win is when they see you winning and then they try to tear you down. This is what we do. It's crabs in a barrel, not just in the black community. It's all around the world because really people are people are not in the people are in a dire straits. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And there's a video I was going to share about this black woman. She was like, I'm a model. And then she's in two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt. It's. <laughs> you know if you live like that the rest of your life you guys this is your one life this is not a game 
this isn't, wait, this is not a game, nor is it practice. This isn't the practice life. I said this in the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. This isn't the practice life for the life you're going to live the next time you're here. This is it. You won't realize that until you're like in your 40s and that reality hits. You won't realize that until, ladies, you're Taraji P. Henson and you've accomplished everything, and yet you're still miserable. Yeah, you're still miserable. Yeah, I should have played this one. This is a real life. And a lot of people are simply just, just mailing it in, not even trying. And not only you're mailing it in, you're blaming everybody else for your lack of success. It's real. Blue Baggins, the more I hear about XX's logic, the more committed I become to staying a free agent. <laughs> yeah. Derek Choice, thanks, Coach, for sitting up there and giving up this valuable information. Thank you, man. Ricky Webster, I love my coach and the coach gang. French toast props do. Since Oh, and he also says, Coach, my 46-year-old cousin just met a 26-year-old chick with no kids, never married, a master's degree, and works at a community college. He's already taking kids. Wait, he's already talking kids and marriage. What is your take? How long did they meet ago? So, um, man, you know, some people just, I don't know, man. She, she doesn't have kids. She has a job and all that stuff. Seems like she's a, a good mate. I would be patient. What I would tell men, wait five years. All right, because what he's going to do is hand over the keys to his kingdom. He's just bored. He seems like he's got his life together, but he's bored. I get it. I sometimes get bored and say, wouldn't it be great to have a woman with no kids, never married, a master's degree, and has a job? Wouldn't it be great? But what he needs to do is exhibit a little bit more patience. Most men have made the worst mistake of, the, of their lives by marrying someone they've known for less than a year. I'm going to repeat this. Somebody says, slow down, bro. Most men have made the mistake of their life by marrying people. I don't care about if it's a woman for marrying people they've known for less than a year. You already committed to them because it felt good. You guys are, I'm just letting you know, I've made that mistake myself. You go all in before you really know the person. Then once you get married, you start finding out the person and then you realize you made a mistake. You got to be patient with this because it's the most important decision of your life. It's more important than buying land and homes. It's more important than your investment portfolio at 28. It's more important than anything going. It's more important than your mother and your father. It is the most important decision of your life. And we treat mating like it's somewhat easy and it's difficult. Mating is difficult. It is not easy. Oh, you're a human. I'm a human. Uh, we should just be able to get together. You're a black woman. I'm a black man. Let's get together. It's not that simple. It is not that simple. You can ruin yourself doing this alone. You can ruin yourself for 20 years. Let me say this again. Let me wake you guys up. You can ruin yourself for 20 years. You could have 20 years of bad luck. You can decapitate yourself. You can kneecap yourself. You can financially bankrupt yourself for this one decision. And it could have a 20-year consequence, meaning you had a kid with them, and then you don't, you're not with them anymore, but now your kid's stuck in purgatory. And you're battling the courts and all of this for 20 straight years. If not longer, it could affect your entire life. This is not that simple. And I wish people will stop 
uh, simplifying it when it's not that simple. It is very complicated. Take your time. <laughs> oh, I love this one. Pick the right woman to divorce, not marry. Pick the right woman to divorce, not marry. And one thing that is, is your biggest issue with this, sorry to go off on this. What men don't understand is that you're getting pressure from women in a certain age group to do something when you don't have that same pressure. And that pressure is time. They have a time thing that they're meeting. They have a time crunch. Since they were 13, they were running around here trying to find their Prince Charming. Then they have a time crunch between 30, 32, 35, 38, whatever it is. And then they have another time crunch because their retirement plan is lacking. So they have significant time crunches. You don't. You have zero of those time crunches. You don't have to rush it at 13. You don't have to rush it at 15. You don't have to rush it at 18. You don't have to rush it at 30. You don't have to rush it at 45. You got time. And sometimes if you don't have time, you still have time. If you go ahead and croak at 56, it is what it is. You still had life. <laughs> Come on, guys. You ain't got no biological clock. They do. So when they start pressuring you, you start thinking it's now or never. No, it's not. It's not now or never. Stop letting that 24-year-old woman pressure you guys. Just be like, look, and by the way, if you marry her, by the time she hit 34, she's going to look like doom by the time that point is comparatively. Comparatively. <laughs> anyway. Look, just stay healthy. And I'm saying this because I have the experience to say this. I'm not just saying this. Anyway. <laughs> what are we doing here? I got one more super chat. Shout out to sincere peace and good health to you, coach. Give me the buzzer for forgetting you removed the shows on the other channel after your broadcast. It's all good. It's all good. Let me get back to the show, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's time to get back to the show. Hey, never tell women your secrets or never let them hold your money. Let's show you this. And uh, this is going to be somewhat of a confusing story. So hopefully you can bear with me. This has to do with the U.S. men's soccer team. Now, these gentlemen don't have anything to do with this. This is just ESPN here. But it says right here, Dan, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it make sense. Daniel Reyna told U.S. Soccer about the past, about uh, the past that Greg, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's the head soccer coach for the U.S. soccer team. His past domestic violation incident. I know I botched it a little bit, but check this out. What happened was Dan Danielle Reyna, the wife of former United States men's national team, the former uh, team captain, wait a minute, the wife of former U.S. national team member, Captain Claudio, and mother of current international player, Gio, says she told the U.S. soccer sporting director, Ernie Stewart, about the U.S. national men's team, Coach Greg, we'll call him Coach Greg, his past domestic violence incident because she was frustrated by comments made about her son after the team's elimination from the 2022 World Cup. Now, I know that sounds confusing. Essentially, what you're looking at is the head coach of the national team, when they got bounced from the World Cup, he didn't play this guy named Gio. Gio then got some negative co comments by, from the coach into the media. 
the mother of Gio is a friend of Coach Greg and a lifelong friend. They've been friends for decades, meaning the mother of Gio, because these, her older son played, they know the coach and his wife for a decade or two, which means, in effect, she has secret information about him. And because she was unhappy about the comments the coach said about her son and his playing time, she released the secrets about his past, which involved a past domestic violence incident with his wife. Now, I believe the domestic violence incident happened over 20 years ago prior to him marrying the woman that's involved in the incident. So the coach ended up marrying and having kids with this woman. But this woman comes out 20 years later. 20 years later because what? Wait a minute. Wrong one. I'm not happy. Because she <laughs> was not happy about her son's playing time. So she revealed to the soccer association, which then the media found out, that this guy allegedly put hands on his girlfriend and wife. You guys see this story. This is called the vindictive nature. <laughs> this is so vindictive. Danielle Reyna said in a statement on Wednesday, I thought it was especially unfair that Gio, who had apologized for acting immaturely about his playing time, was still being dragged through the mud when Greg has, was asked about it and asked for forgiveness and received forgiveness for doing something much worse at the same age. And it says right here, Claudio Rayner also sent multiple text messages to the USMNT, the men's national soccer team's general manager, during the World Cup in which he said he shared the same frustration with Gio's World Cup experience. So as a result, the mother, the baby mama terrorist, released information about the coach's domestic violence. And, oh, my mm. Lord. This is crazy. Wow. So now let me just look at what the domestic violation incident was and what the coach said. It says right here, the U.S. soccer did not receive any details about the claims after 20, let me see here, December 20, I'm sorry, December 11th here. Let me see what the U.S. soccer team is saying here. Is this the coach? This is the coach. Oh, her name is Rosalinda. All right, the coach says, during the World Cup, an individual contacted U.S. soccer saying that they had information about me that would take me down. So they did a little shakedown. Essentially, what I'm probably understanding is they probably said this before the end of the World Cup. This is what the coach is saying. And they said, hey, you're not winning games. You're not playing my son. I'm going to use this information to take you down. This is what the coach is saying. And it says right here, and apparently an effort to leverage something very personal from a long time ago to bring about the end of my relationship with the U.S. soccer team. In the fall of 1991, I met my soulmate. I had just turned 18. It was a freshman in college when I met Rosalinda. One night, while out drinking at a local bar, Rosalinda or Rosalind and I had a heated argument that continued outside. So they went full Dana White. It became physical, and I kicked her in the leg because he's a soccer player, right? It says the authorities were never involved and that he sought counseling afterwards. The couple reconciled seven months later and subsequently married and had four children. The lessons learned from that night over three decades ago became the foundation for a loving, devoted, and supportive relationship, which we honored and celebrated with our 25th wedding anniversary this past weekend. 
But that wasn't enough. Somehow, Danielle Reyna got a hold of this information because they were lifelong friends because he had coached the other son. And they said, hey, you're not going to play my youngest son. I'm going to release this information. I'm going to release this information to hurt you. And this is why you don't tell women secrets. This is crazy. 25 years ago. And the young guy was 18 years old. Now, I'm not excusing any level of domestic violation. Looks like he owned up to it. There's no police report. There's no background history. There's no way to check. The only person who knew tried to use it against him as damage. Rosalind is her name. I said Rosalinda, but I like the name Rosalinda. So it is what it is. Let me see if I could get a um, comment here, which it doesn't matter. The soccer team is out of the tournament. But um, let me see here. Yeah, they are very critical of the coach, but this is what, this is essentially what, there's more to the story here, but this is essentially what you have to deal with when you're dealing with information regarding handling it with women. Now, speaking of information, we're going to talk about money, money, money. Never let women know about your money and don't let them hold the money. Don't let them hold that money. Here it is right here. Aaron Hernandez's. Everybody know who Aaron Hernandez is? If not, I'll give you a brief history. Be patient. His ex-fiance is accused of mishandling thousands of dollars of the daughter's trust fund money. Oh. Wow. If you don't know who Aaron Hernandez is, I have to give you a brief history. Be patient. Aaron Hernandez, former football player, tight end for the New England Patriots, Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl winning tight end, who once played at the University of Florida and probably deleted someone while he was playing there. Also deleted someone while he was a member of the New England Patriots. Everybody remembers that story. Then he went to prison. Then he hung himself allegedly. And then he was allegedly getting his cheeks clapped by men. Then he came out and said he was clapping cheeks of young boys, his teammates prior to that. It's a complicated story. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, are you ready now? Here we go. Now we have Aaron Hernandez's ex-fiance who got a hold of, and I don't know if you remember, Aaron Hernandez had been suspended by the Patriots because he was arrested for a murder or a deletion, and then the Patriots tried to not pay him. But, of course, they wriggled out of it, and they had to pay him because of a whole different thing. We covered that part of the story. They had to pay him. Um, but essentially because I think – I think um, I can't remember before he died. They dismissed the case. I can't remember something happened. I think he had an appeal and he won the appeal. So they end up having to pay him the money. Well, the money went into his daughter's trust account, or there was probably portions of the money that went to the daughter's trust account to help with her daughter's future. Okay. Here's the thing. The mother apparently was over the trust money and she fumbled the bag. All right. Well, wait, wait a minute. She fumbled the bag. People live some very complicated lives. People live some complicated lives, but never let women get over your money. Let's go to the story here. And this is allegedly reported by who? The Shade Room. And I'm sure there's more information here, but they quite got a lot of information here and we'll share it. Her name is Shayana Jenkins Henderson. Hernandez. Wait a minute. Hold up. Shayana Jenkins Hernandez. The ex-fiance of Aaron Hernandez is being accused of mishandling trust fund money set aside for their daughter. There goes your legacy. There goes your legacy. You, this dude had millions of dollars. Maybe not. 
says right here, according to the Boston Globe, the allegations were made by attorney overlooking the trust, Daniel Swartz. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait. Let me stop with the sound effects. Matt, well, maybe he had a little bit of the money, too. Matters began to unravel in September when Jenkins Hernandez said she couldn't afford her daughter's $10,000 bill for dance lessons. Jenkins Hernandez, $10,000 for dance lessons. 10K? Jenkins Hernandez then asked trustee David Schwartz to pay the bill with money from Aviel's trust fund, but Schwartz declined. So as you guys know, the attorney probably, the, the many times an attorney is over a trust. And it says, according to him, Jenkins Hernandez was already receiving $150,000 a year. So let's see if we can dig a little bit deeper in this one here. $150,000 a year was not enough, allegedly. All right, let me see here. Aaron Hernandez's fiance. Trust fund. Yes, we have the details here. Let's see if we can get it from the media. This is according to People Magazine here. Aaron Hernandez's fiance is facing questions. Yes, this is not legal to do, guys, about how she's using the late NFL players' trust fund money intended for the couple's 10-year-old daughter. The lady, here's Aaron Hernandez here, and this is Shayana. The lady's legal team submitted an invoice for reimbursement from the trust fund to a court-appointed trustee, claiming that the expenses are related to the daughter. And I'm not going to say the daughter's name, but the attorney, David Swartz, replied to the motion objecting the request. Quote, large amounts of money are spent under each category of accounting with little clear indication of how these distributions benefit the daughter. The trustee understands that providing for the daughter includes expenses related to her household, but the expenditures from the late father's pension and Social Security benefits merit investigation for their uh, reasonableness, if not cor cor uh, correctness. So I'm imagining that there's a lot of Birkin bags, a lot of Louis, a lot of jewelry, a lot of things spent with no damn things in the asset category, bunch of liabilities, a bunch of fumbling the bag. Somebody coach said, coach, she's a sister. I know she's a sister. Cheyenne says right here, the filing goes on to cite examples of the expenses in question, including $17,000 in clothing, $10,000 in both entertainment expenses and online shopping, thousands in quote, self-care costs and $12,000 spent at home goods, home goods. Mm wigs nails all of that stuff there she is right there sister you been a oh mama and the poor young lady about to have mommy fumble the bag damn the two parties first came to a point of contention in september after jenkins hernandez asked for ten thousand dollars for the trust to cover the cost of the daughter's competitive dance lessons the request was denied by swartz who cited apparently um, approximately $150,000 in funds issued to Jenkins Hernandez every year to cover the daughter's daily expenses and then asked that she remove, that she be removed as the child's conservator. Wow. They trying to kick her to the curb. The mother of two who welcomed another little girl in 2018. I'm, I'm wondering who's the father there. I think I reported on this, has also requested that Schwartz be removed and replaced as the trustee, accusing the attorney of keeping the child from her hobbies. Mm. 
Women live complicated lives here. All right, so they give the background information there. But there you go. There's her fumbling the bag, the fumbling. Oh, the humanity. And most of it spent on her as a, as a, as a reminder. This is probably going to be the same for anybody that gives um, a women money for child support. Any women that gets money from child support probably spends their child support money somewhat similar. Yes, they might buy some kids some clothes at the damn Huntington Coat Factory or Burlington, whatever it's called. Yeah, they might buy them some clothes and a couple pair of shoes, but then they'll be calling up the father. Hey, I need more money. It's more money that it costs for the kid. And then the father got to reach back into his pocket and go, damn, I just cut you a check for $500. $500 isn't enough. Well, it's not enough because they're out there going to buy drinks and getting self-care massages and including it in the child support. As a matter of fact, if you think I'm making this up, the reality is I just showed you a group of women on the show called the, um, I can't, what, is, what is the show called? The Talk, where they were justifying spending child support money on either other kids by other men, on self-care, on drinks out with the girls, and on vacations. We just showed you that. So we don't want to hear about they were justifying it. Well, you know, you shouldn't feel ashamed about going to spend an extra 50 bucks here and there. Well, if I'm paying 500 bucks, the show is called The Real. If I'm paying 500 bucks and you're paying $50 out of that 500 bucks, that's a considerable portion of the $500. Like that's a big percentage. That's a big percentage. We're talking about a good percentage of it. All right. So in this in that situation, and it's not just 50, it's going to be somewhat like, um, it's going to be like a sixth of it when you get to $100. So this is a big deal. And this is more proof that women don't manage money, as I've been saying. They just pay bills. <laughs> All right, did I get to those stories there? Let me see here. All right, so let's do this one. Then we'll get into the main event after we do the Super Chats right here. Uh, feminism versus the sexual revolution. This is going to be a complicated stream here, but it says right here, the perfect lie. Feminism, the perfect lie. Uh, this woman is going to demonstrate and explain how they successfully convince women who are always easy marks for anything. They tend to be very gullible and believe things. And as long as it has a social, a selfish benefit, they'll believe it. They'll go, they'll buy it. And this woman's going to explain during the earliest part of the feminist movement what they did by combining the two things, saying sexual revolution and independence will lead you to feminist ideology, it will lead you to success or lead you to some sort of uh, self-independence or self-fulfillment, we combine the two to influence more women. Oh, man, it's complicated. Let me see if I can play it. And shout out to the It's Complicated channel. I didn't mean to mention you, but I did. Shout out to you. Go, go subscribe. Let me see here. It says right here, former feminists reveals lies they sold to women in the 1960s. We're also going to tell you feminism started way before the 1960s, but we'll give you this. The feminist movement was fighting for equal opportunity for women in education and the workforce. The sexual revolution was fighting for all sorts of sexual freedoms. Cosmos, we pretended that this sexual revolution was a freedom for women. It actually was not. It was actually kind of a slavery. I don't know if you can hear that. I will replay it again. Let me, let me continue. But we pretended it was freedom for women. And over time, as the sexual revolution and the women's movement got, got identified closer and closer together, a lot of women began to buy into that illusion. The feminist movement was fighting for... Okay, so a lot of people will say things like first wave feminism, second wave, third wave, fourth wave, and all of these things, all of these 100 waves. 
But what she's saying is we successfully were able to recruit more women by pushing for sexual revolution and independence and combining combining it with women's liberation. And then that did and then influence women to not be as free, but to be more slaves. I'm going to play that again. Let's play it again so you can hear it. And this is a woman saying what they did with Cosmo magazine and so forth and so on. Let's continue again. Let's play it again. For equal opportunity for women in education and the workforce. The sexual revolution was fighting for all sorts of sexual freedoms. Cosmo, we pretended that this sexual revolution was a freedom for women. It actually was not. It was actually kind of a slavery. Sheesh, sheesh. But of course, we knew this already. We've already been scolded. I mean, done told y'all. And we already wrote the book over here, The Evolution. We already been told y'all this. But people don't know. You know what I mean? They gullible. Let's continue. We pretended it was freedom for women. And over time, as the sexual revolution and the women's movement got, got identified closer and closer together, a lot of women began to buy into that illusion. All right. So we've been talking about this since 2018. We've been talking about this. We wrote the book on this called The Evolution. CGA wrote the book on this before 2020. Okay. Now, this isn't nothing new. We've been knowing this. But a lot of new, new people just walked into the door thinking you know everything and you don't. We've been talking about this. We've been talking about this for years. We've been talking about this for decades. Some of the best red pill consecrators have been talking about this for a long time. All right, with that being said, let's give you a brief history about what's going on. If you haven't, wrote my, read, if you haven't read my book, The Evolution, Feminism's Reverse Engineering of American Women, published in 2019, go read the book. I talked specifically about this. Anyway, we're here talking about it now just because there's too many normies in here. Check this out. Let's give you a brief ind indication of how we got here. Feminism is the perfect lie. We've been walking this path for more than 150 to 200 years. People don't know this. This didn't start in the 60s. If you know about the Seneca Falls Convention, which was the first known feminist women's right convention, it was held in 1848. 1848. Why is this important to you? Because we have to understand we've been walking this path for a quite a long time. This just didn't start with some welfare acts. This just didn't start with some welfare acts. If you don't know anything, you need to do your own research. The Seneca Fall Convention was the first women's right convention held in the United States. But it starts even earlier than that. Because what you don't know is, and I'm not going to show that part, what you don't know, that there were prominent women who were trying to find their voice in the 1800s and even in the 1700s when you include the Salem witch trials and so forth and so on. Okay, Susan B. Anthony, known uh, abolitionist. When you hear the term abolitionist, I want you to also attach to them feminist. Because what happened was the first female abolitionists who opposed slavery did not oppose it because they saw you as human beings. And now when you think about the connection that we have to the current world, these two people are still linked together and they still don't see you as human beings. Why do I say that? Why do I say that? I'm here to educate you. The first abolitionists sought to free the slaves, not because they were humans, slaves were blacks, as we know, but because of economic conditions primarily. Economics could not afford them to hold generations of slaves with there being no benefit. So they sought to free themselves from the slavery for the economic benefits that they did not bring. Number two, 
Did you know that these early female abolitionists, the early feminists, did not, in fact, want these blacks that they were freeing to have voting rights before these women? You guys didn't know this. Some of the earliest abolitionists that met at the Seneca Falls Convention, including Frederick Douglass, who spoke at there, was juxtaposed to black men getting their voting rights before white women. You guys didn't know that, did you? But you guys are always walking in the same path, voting for the same people, even to this day. Guys, this is nothing new. This has been going on for a long time. Susan B. Anthony, uh, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Harriet Beecher Stowe, who wrote the book Uncle Tom's Cabin. These were the earliest feminists. These were the earliest women's rights proponents. These were the earliest people who walked to free the, for, to free the slaves. And they used morality as a means to say, hey, we're more moral. This is why we want the slaves to go. But if you do your due diligence, these people didn't want the slaves once free to have the rights before they did. Unfortunately, that's what happened. Black male slaves, free slaves, now former slaves got the vote before white women did. And oh, they were they pissed. Yes, they were pissed. They didn't get their voting rights until 1920. Black male slaves got them. And even the ones even the ones who continued these abolitionists, these feminists, as they got their voting rights, they didn't even want black women to get the voting rights. You guys don't want this shit. You guys want this. You guys want to always give other people credit instead of CGA. You don't want this smoke. Nobody covered this before I did. And other men in this space, stop giving credit to one person. You don't want this smoke. Even when the white abolitionists and current first wave feminisms got their damn voting rights they didn't want black women to show up at the marches they didn't want black women to get the voting rights but you guys are still walking down the same path and using these people as some sort of heroes because of how you've been educated but we giving you the real we giving you the real here they didn't want the black men to get the voting rights before them which they did then they got their voting rights and didn't want to include the black women and then led y'all to believe that sexual revolution and early terminating your kids is going to be the path to freedom. Going out there, opening your legs and destroying your family through the family courts was going to be the thing. Boy, this has not just happened in 50 years. This has been going on for damn near 200 years. And you want to keep giving the credit to somebody else. Stop the bullshit. Nobody else covered this before CGA. Nobody else covered this before anybody else here in this field. There's been people covering this for decades. But you guys' ears have been closed because you're really blue pills out here. But if you want me to teach it, I can teach it. Been studying this for a long time. Been talking about it for a long time. Give credit where credit is due. Okay? You're not ready for this. So when we talk about abolitionism and we talk about people trying to uphold slavery, were they doing it for the right reasons? The answer is no. They were doing it for their own selfish reasons. And then we can see that going forward. Even into the day when you got whoever you're voting for, they're still doing it for their selfish reasons, using you to get their own things pushed forward. That's why they oppose slavery. That's why you had abolitionists. But we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that side of it. And then they say how they conned you into going out there, busting it wide open, talking about it will give you freedom. But she even admits it will give you slavery. What? What? CGA covered this first. <laughs> Shout out to the people who I got this from, too. But stop it with the whole thing about somebody else covering this. I saw the comment. Yeah. No, we covering this. And we've been covering this. <laughs> here it is right here. Let me play it again for you. 
and give you some knowledge here. I have a book written about it. Go check it out. The feminist movement was fighting for equal opportunity for women in education and the workforce. The sexual revolution was fighting for all sorts of sexual freedoms. Cosmos, we pretended that this sexual revolution was a freedom for women. It actually was not. It was actually kind of a slavery. But we pretended it was freedom for women. And over time, as the sexual revolution and the women's movement got, got identified closer and closer together, a lot of women began to buy into that illusion. Shout out to you guys right here. Um, you know, there's it, it gets more complicated because people are like, well, it was abolished for this reason. It was abolished for that. Yes, these are all true. But when you have... When you conclude the fact that one of the most famous books was written by Harriet Beecher Stowe, the name of the book is called Uncle Tom's Cabin, in which we still carry to this day and call people in 2022 and 2023 Uncle Tom's. That's how close we are to this movement. That was the earliest people that got this ball rolling. That ball then read into, led into feminism. Same as today. We talk about civil rights, and then civil rights get pushed by a group of people primarily women, white women, black women, they push it. Then once it gets tipped over the edge, then the white women, the handicaps, the rainbow, reading rainbow community, everybody but blacks benefit. So what is the real motive when you see these agendas being pushed and it's always pushed through the black community? It is to use you. And then once they push it over the hill, then they start showing up for their benefits. Same damn thing happened in the 1800s. Same thing happened. The women, white women were like, no, we need this. They got tired of their white husbands going down there tipping in the slave quarters. They got tired of uh, they got tired of economically supporting a lot of these slaves that they were handed down. Not only that, the North wanted to usurp the South because the South had a dominance through slavery and through the um, through the uh, use of cotton and all of the imports. They had dominance. The North wanted the Industrial Revolution. Financed through the men who built America. Guys, it's, guys got to do your own history. And this is my own version of history because I've went in the war. I can explain it this way. If you have an opposing opinion, first, don't say I'm wrong because I'm right. Just say what your opposing opinion is. But probably your opposing opinion is included in my argument. I just don't have time to roll it out. But there's a lot more complex than, oh, it, these people saw it as bad and that was it. No, 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 no. The origin of feminism started with the opposing of slavery. And that's how they got their voice. That's how, because if they, let me just, let me just say this. Let me explain this. If women just showed up and said, we want to let our voice be heard about women's issues, they would have got kicked to the curb. Nobody was wanting to hear that, but the perfect storm for them was to say, we oppose slavery. And even and even still, nobody wanted to hear from them. So then you got prominence. Then you got prominence with them being virtual signaling through the opposing of slavery. That's how they got their voice heard. That's how they got to the Seneca Falls Convention. Because Frederick Douglass was speaking at the Seneca Falls Convention. And he was even juxtaposed to many of the women that were speaking there. Come on, man. It's a complicated situation. All right, him and Elizabeth Cady Stanton were opposed because Elizabeth Cady Stanton said, we want the women's rights and we want slavery abolished. But what we don't want is the blacks to get um, rights before white women. Look it up. Look that shit up. It's there. Frederick Douglass is standing there going, hey, you're a racist. But we have to work together. We have to work together in sync. 
because we're both aiming towards the same issue. Huh. Anyway, and then once then slavery was abolished, boom, they already rose to prominence. Now they can get the women's rights. And slavery and women's rights separates by 60 years. The end of slavery and women's right, get, getting the right to vote is separated by 60 years. Okay? Separated by 60 years. So that was the next movement. Oh, we got slavery abolished? Boom. Now we have prominence. Now we have a voice. Boom. Let's attack this issue. Anyway. So if you're, you know, if you're opposed to feminism, what are you really opposed to? You better do your homework. Better do your homework. All right, let's continue forward here. And CGA, yeah, they're not ready for this. And of course, somebody else is going to say this and they're going to give them the credit. <laughs> Despite the fact that I've been here doing this for years and it's somewhat sad. But anyway, let's talk about this. Speaking of sexual revolution. Speaking of sexual revolution. Look at this post right here. Where is it? All right, I guarantee because everybody watches my show and then they're going to say the exact same thing. Their followers are going to be bigger. Then they're going to come back to me and said, I copied it. Weird shit. But here it is right here. Let's take a look at this. Um, This is a young woman and I've been warning you of this, of this STI thing. This woman is a plain normal what? Uh, um, um, what do you call it? Master Splinter, plain Jane. Let's take a look at what sexual revolution has done to our world. She texted this to somebody. Guess who has chlamydia? This is what she texts. Guess who has chlamydia? Now, where did she get it from? Where did she get it from? A Chad, maybe a Pookie, Tyrone, or somebody else. This does prove the 80-20 rule because this woman's a four or a five. She's middle of the road, but somehow she's been giving up the cheeks to somebody who's been getting cheeks from a lot of people. 80-20 rule is in full effect. But she's proudly texting that to somebody. Congrats, queen, is the response. Why is it congrats, queen? Queen, She says, I have chlamydia. We're twinning. Oh, my God, congrats. So she texts another person who she knows to have chlamydia, and they both say we're twinning. Thank you. So proud of you. Guess what? And then she announces it, and she says, you bitch, you bitch. Natalie, Ella, laughing my ass off, yes. And, and guys, you guys think that... um. A lot of not a women be catching these STIs. I warned you about the college women that be out there doing this. A lot of women I've worked on college campuses. I've had access to medical records because I was in a prominent position and thus I was able to see it. I wasn't looking for it, but as I was going through things, reading it, getting to know. So I had information about people. I was noticing information about people's STI history. And yes, there were people who had STIs that not in a history of it that I didn't think would. And there were people who were relatively clean that I thought was dirty. You cannot tell these days. So wrap it up. I want to hook up with as many men as possible, Hell yeah. which um, here's the thing. I wouldn't do that in college because one, I got chlamydia and two, the frat guys don't try to make you come. I didn't have my first orgasm until after my freshman year of college. And that was after I had a decent sized body count for being a freshman. That's a tough freshman year. Chlamydia huh? and, and the frat guys don't make you come. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> These are your future wives. These are your future wives, guys. This is what you're looking at. All right, last thing I'm going to share here, the way to get the super chats and then the main event, the main event. Here's I'm going to share this video. This is a woman who looks like a Nordic woman or sounds like a Nordic woman, Swedish woman or a Finland or Norway. This is a woman in her 40s. Let's go ahead and see if I can play a little bit. This is a woman in her 40s. There she is right there represented by the long neck and the 
shriveled up. The, the you know the the neck gives away. The necks give it away, and uh you know she has a collarbone and whatnot. But she's quite frustrated with the dating marketplace. What happens when you consume feminism is you get to this point and you expect a different result, and it is the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Why do you think you're going to be different than the rest of the woman and divorcees at this age? It's called the hope strategy, and you're waiting for a sim. So let's go ahead and play it and break it down. Uh, let's go ahead and play it and break it down. Do you remember the British guy is dating someone? Yes. I definitely think that I will stay alone forever. She sounds Swedish. She sounds like my Swedish roommate. Quite looks like her as well. Um, what she's saying is, if you don't understand, she's talking in a thick accent. She says, you remember the guy from England? Well, he was dating someone else. So it gives me an indication that she's messing with Chad's, right? She's dating dudes that she believes she deserves. And then guess what happens? She fumbles down. She fumbles down. She's like, well, I don't want to date these guys. They're a loser. They're short. They're ugly. They're a different race. I want to date the top guy. I deserve him. But she got played. I don't advise dudes to play girls. But look, girls, if you're going to jump on there and date the Tinder swindler, it's your fault. It's not Jermaine's fault. And now she says, I'm going to stay single forever. Mm. Looking at that neck, yes, you're going to stay single single forever. Oh, the humanity. That neck is going to tell me you're going to be single for a long time. Let's continue. My God. What to say? I don't know. I, I don't know. What's the problem? I. <laughs> it's me or I. See, this is again goes to the delusion. What's the problem? Apparently, you waited too long, baby. Mm. You tried to cash in your chips at age 40 and you waited too long. Yes. Does she look good? She's a decent looking woman. I'm not saying she's a decent looking woman, but her mind gone, gone. She's not dealing with reality. Let's continue. I don't know. I just meet people that are not interested in me and discovering me by uh, deep, you know. So, you know, she, what she wants is a deep connection. She wants men to be patient enough to discover her. Baby, you ain't got no time for that. You ain't got time for no deep connections and discovery. What I'm trying to discover is what's going on below that neck. I'm trying to discover if you dropping that long ass neck. It's barbecue in there. Okay. That's what I want to discover. And then I'm probably going to skedaddle sometime after that. <laughs> nah, but you thinking you got time for a deep connection. That's what 18 to 30 is for. That's what 18 to 28 is for. And she's going to talk about that. Here we go. And it's boring i it's exhausting to try to find a good connection she is exhausted by the jerks she's there's that word exhausting again exhausted by the jerks someone you know and you think it's a good connection but it's not enough and uh i'm brilliant i work a lot i stay in shape all right so she's already realizing everything she Everything she said up until stay in shape is losing. I work a lot. I do this. I do that. And you're wondering why you can't find a man. <laughs> what the? Oh, the humanity. Sorry for the loud sound effects. I'm trying to turn the volume up on her. You losing, baby. Again, freedom. You thought you were getting freedom and independence and you got slavery. Who's going to get to know you when you're working a lot? Dudes don't care about you working a lot. That means you don't have time to invest in the man. It's over. She focusing on her career and she thinks she's about to win out here in love. So I could focus on my career. All I hear is chicken bock. <laughs> That's all I hear. 
All right, continuing. Even if I'm 40 years old and uh, I'm kind, I'm caring, and I'm a lovely person, really, really. But it's like I, I, I scare men, something like that. I they always think they you intimidate men. Oh, I intimidate them. I scare them. No, you have nothing to give the guy. Let's just be honest. Nobody. How many times do we have to repeat ourselves? You have nothing to give. I'm caring. I'm all of that. But I'll only see you two times a week for about two hours a day rushed at 830 as she comes home, rushing home from her job. Yet you got nothing to give. I'm sorry. Listen, enjoy the rest of the, the last 40 years of your life. But you're going to be alone or you're going to be with a simp. Matter of fact, this woman definitely eliminated like 98 percent of the men in her because she's going to mention the friend zone guys in a minute. Boy, this girl's a walking red pill. Here we go. I understand. Maybe I should just be less clever or less beautiful, something like that. To be see, see, she's trying to do the uh, Jedi mind trick. Maybe I should be a dumb, ditzy person. Is this what men want? You don't want a smart, clever person? I'll be dumb and ditzy and ugly. This is Jedi mind trick shit. What she's doing is just, I'm going to choose the polar opposite. I'll just be dumb. Well, probably that might help you. Just be dumb. Just be seen and not heard. But no, you want to be yapping all the time. Yeah. I don't get it. Please help me. Okay, I helped you. I gave you the information you need, but you're still walking around in a, a spaghetti strap top and Hillary Clinton baggy pants at the bottom coming from your job on the train. Okay, I tried to help you, but you're not listening. We've been help, trying to help women for a long time. They don't want to listen. They just call me bitter over here. But you are the ones constantly falling for this chicken box. Here we go. Do they do? I really don't understand. You know, between my 20s and my 30s, I uh -oh. spent nine years with someone. We were really in love, but we, we grow together. So, you know, your goals in life change. And I and I um, broke up with him. Uh oh, hold up. There it is. In my 20s, when I was probably not with a ronkled neck, in my neck looking like the bottom of a tree bark. When I was in my 20s, I had a man. We were together. We were building together. But all of a sudden, what happened? Our goals changed. What were the goals? So I could focus on my career. And what did you do? I could find better. I don't need you. I don't need you. You're getting in the way of my progress in my life. I need to focus on my career. And she needs to get her degrees. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Somebody said she might be French. All right. But she started focusing on her career and she said, you know what? You're getting in the way of my goals. It's time to trade your ass in. And it sounded like a nine year period. She said twenties. So let's just say for shits and giggles, she's did this at age 22. And by age 31, she said, so I could focus on my career. I can find better. And she went and hit the monkey branches and she went to go swing to someone else. Let's see what happened then. She telling on herself, ain't she? She telling on herself. Somebody said she's from the Ukraine. Thank you, brothers. We can just going to say Western Europe or Eastern Europe at this point. Uh, but uh, this isn't distinctly different than what we deal with in America. So stop thinking that you're going to go somewhere and find something better. The mindset is worldwide at this point. See if we can make her bigger so you can see her neck. Here we go. I changed my tone and I started everything from scratch. And she moved to another town. 
that's that's definitely what <laughs> she went to roll the carousel i went to move another town i started from scratch yep <laughs> she went to go on that carousel for the next 10 years let's continue now i'm starting again everything's from scratch but it's so hard to find quality man and to find someone who can be aligned with my goals in life and Okay, she wants a quality man. So what she's saying is, I can attract losers. I can attract dudes that aren't in my top. But what I want is a quality man that is focused on my goals. At 40. And she's still going, how do you guys help me on this? No dude is coming in in his 40s. That is high value. She wants the high value man that is going to focus on her goals. This is lunatic behavior. I cannot believe that people are still pulling this, but every year, here we go. Same story. And who's the common denominator? Hold on for a second. Who's the common denominator? And that's you. She the common denominator, and she's aging and losing ground and traction by the minute. By the minute, literally by the minute. She's aged five years by the time we got to the second minute of this video. And then she's going to have a baby with him praying mantism because he's not aligned with her goals. What? Feminism's out of control. Let's continue. Aligned with my needs. I'm an I'm, I'm easy person. Uh, I'm an easy person. Nope. My friends who are boy like me so much because they know me perfectly. Uh oh, uh oh. They quite fall in love with me in a kind of way. Uh oh, uh oh. Did she tell on herself? Let's go back. Let's go back. Let me see if I can turn it up for y'all. She told her herself again. Did y'all hear that? She told her herself again. What did she say? Did y'all hear it? Oh, the friend zone. My guy is in my beta male orbit. The good guys, the friend zones. And that's you. The simps. They tell me I'm beautiful. Yes, they fall in love with me, but I keep their ass in the friend zone. Watch this. Then uh, all my friends who are boys like me so much because they know me perfectly and they quite fall in love with me in a kind of way. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Did you say, did you just say you have trouble finding love, but your friend zone males know you as you're asking to be known. They know you and they fall in love with you and you leave they ass in the friend zone? You cannot make this shit up. They got the perfect connection with you. They know you. They fall in love with you. And you be like, nope. Wow. And then she still needs help. Why? She wants a high value man to do the same thing that the simps will do. She just wants him to do it. And she can't find the shit. This is crazy. Let's continue. But I wasn't, uh, I didn't like them because I, they were my friends, you know. Nope. <laughs> she said, I didn't like them, though. They fell in love with me. I didn't like them, though, you know, because, um, you know, they were my friends. Oh, my God. Let's continue. But when I meet a boy uh, that I'm interested in, it's like he disappears because he knows that he, I'm interested in. I don't know. I don't know what to do. This is horrible dating in 2022. It's 
So, if you have some piece of advice, I'll take it. Desperation, man. Look at this. This look. This the look, guys. If you're younger than forty, I want you to listen to me. This is the look of desperation that I see of women my age. This is why I will never say holes are winning, because I'm at the age where I can see they start to lose, and they are in full desperation mode. They've already been married and divorced. Many of them have already had children, and they come up to me. Hey, CGA, I see you're doing well. I see you riding dirty. Look. You're you're a you're in your 40s. I'm in my 40s. We make a great power couple. And I'm like, nope, no. And she thinks she's great power couple material. And it's nope, I don't need you. And now then they end up in desperation. Hoes don't be winning long term. They win in the short term. But when they do this and they never evolve, they never listen to men like me. They say, no, not all men think like you. And in a certain way, not all do. But they think somewhat like me. These careers and degrees mean nothing to us. Nobody cares. Every now and then, it'll mean something for some guy. For most guys who are actually about their own business, it means nothing. Now, if I meet you younger and you stay remain with me, then it means something. But if I'm in my 40s, I'm not looking for a woman like that because mentally upstairs, it's chicken box. Sad existence. Let's get to these contributions and then we'll get to the main event. Taraji P. Henson coming up next. All right. Chicken buck, <laughs> poor, poor ladies. And I don't feel sorry for them because most of the time it's not us. It's and that's you. It's you. It's you. And it's the same story every single week. They got to deal with this reality check. The double dose of this reality. We got we got. Uh, is it Mephis? Muffis? Muffis says coach immigration overlord is already in progress. Mm -hmm. Thousands of immigrants from central America are crossing El Paso daily with very little resistance. We are in a state of emergency. He says, give us that. You know what? New, 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 new world order. It's undefeated, man. Look, you guys don't know. We always, we always give you the numbers. Two, two million plus coming across the border. Not just all Central America, not just all Mexicans. There's Central Americans. There's Chinese. There's people coming in from Africa. There's people coming in from all over the world. And matter of fact, we showed you the clip of one. Um, gosh, I forget his name. Chuck Schumer essentially saying we need these people to come across. We're going to give them amnesty. We're going to give them benefits and jobs. In 50 years, America's going to look way different. At the rate we procreate, at the rate we date and mate, at the rate the immigrants procreate and mate, we in trouble. America going to look like some different-ish. And black people, y'all better get y'all heads together because you're no longer the babies anymore. You're, not gonna, you're no longer ones going to be the ones they pacify and need for votes anymore. They need the black women and they need the immigrants. Black men, do whatever you want out here. Okay. And as soon as point in 20 years, they won't need the black women either. At the rate we terminate as a people, children, and at the rate the immigrants procreate, it, it is no contest. America in 50 years is going to look completely different. And brothers will be below 10%. Black people will be below 10% of the population. Below. I say by 2050, we'll be below 10% of the population. It ain't even close. <laughs> ain't even close anyway shout out to anthony says cga son will be unstoppable with all this knowledge his father holds shout out to you cga we here my son gonna be unstoppable um mass man says suggest cga that you should put that history degree you have to work he says you should make short videos on historical facts cga be spinning and of course i think i think um 
I think people will still deny this because his story is his story. And not everybody's ready to put the story together like this. I spit facts. Go look it up. I spit facts. Abolitionists and feminism walk hand in hand. And it continues to walk hand in hand. Feminism always leaning to you ninjas. They come down with their long ponytails looking like the chicken balk lady. Okay. They come down there registering your ass to vote and, and, and so forth and so on. And then saying we all in the same game. <laughs> same thing they were saying down in the abolitionist movement. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Got your ass hoodwinked and bamboozled. Continue to this day. And of course, when the when the bill is passed, they know where to be seen. All of a sudden, they got your signature on the damn bill. And they, yep, the Democratic fish fry. Democratic fish fry. All right. They got your ass down there with them catfish nuggets. And they done skedaddled after you ate them and signed the paperwork. Mm. <laughs> And then they walking in, getting a reparations check. And you like, Amy, what are you doing here? Mm. Got to get my check. <laughs> Agent Machine says slavery, suffrage, eugenics, high STI rates, and early terminations of you-know-what babies. He says all have a modern-day footprint, the community, um, and biblical examples, indeed. Yeah, they be like this. What? They get their signature and they give you them catfish nuggets and be like, gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> Georges says, beat and teach. Beat and teach. Are you my favorite African-American out here? Yes. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let's see here. Original coach gang member says as a 40 year old. Trust and believe what CGA says about 95% of the women I turned down. I was turning down or turned down by and seen having fun. They are now broke, still paying student loan debt and can't wait till Joe Biden pays off their loans. They struggling and I'm not celebrating struggle. But what I'm saying is I'm not going to combine myself with struggle either out of some sort of other type of loyalty. Well, well, we need to be sticking together as black people. And I see you're single. We need to get together. Why? So I can pay off. Your student loan debt? Why? Why? Why should I? Why should I merge with you? Well, we'll be a power couple. Shout out to DGC Moore. Are you in love? He says, "Are you in love?" Most husbands are simps. <laughs> Blue pill people in here going crazy. Shout out to Dev. Says great advice about marriage, Coach. Appreciate you. What about love? Right? He says, Coach, you are going hella deep today. Pause. That's what she said. <clears throat> Daniel says entertaining and accurate and informative thank you man appreciate that and of course comment section deniers will be there go ahead go ahead just look up Seneca falls convention first in 1848 then come back to me all right shout out to uh what are we and i gave y'all information here shout out to christopher a giving coaches flowers thanks for this entertainment and appreciate y'all go check out the book the evolution i wrote about this already shout out to dion M says, thank you for the teachings. Indeed, we are here. Jones G, a few shillings for the coach. We got it. Thank you, brothers, for all the support. We got to check PayPal. PayPal needs some love. They like, hey, where we at, coach? Where we at? Where we at? Uh, let's see here. They want me to do a puzzle. They want me to pick something. What am I picking here? All right, here we go. Get, 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 get me into, oh, PayPal done kicked me out. <laughs> They took my money out the account, too. They like, no, 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 no. This dude is giving the normies way too much information. 
bear with me for a second, and then we'll get to uh, uh, Taraji P. Henson. That's what you guys want to really see, right? Taraji P. Henson. We got a few on PayPal. Then we'll get back to the show. Shout out to Kaylin Ferguson says, Coach, if you were to sit 100 men together in a room with no cameras where they can uh, be truthfully honest, what percentage of those men would say that they truly are truly and happily married? So you want to get 100 married men together, and uh, none of them will say they're mar happily married. All right, most men will allow their wives to say men are happily married. None of them will say it. Um, but what you have to do to get this information, if you read my book, there's only one way to get this accurate information because most people will say, you know, the, the, the guys the, the guys that are in the room, they'll be like, of course I'm happily married. But what you have to do, you have to do two things. You have to do two things. I said this in my free book, but I'm giving you guys game. What do you have to do? Maybe you read my book. What two things do you have to do to get a married man's honest opinion? Yep, Slim, dude, Slim KG is always on it. The first thing you have to do is provide them alcohol. What is the second thing? Yep, get them drunk booze, provide them alcohol. What is the next thing you have to do? Well, obviously remove the women. What is the next thing somebody, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to say it here. There you go. Chris from but development got it. Young girls in their presence. We got some people that are listening to me. I appreciate you. Young girls in their presence. Alcohol and young girls in their presence, you will get the truth. Because you got to have a young girl rubbing on his legs while he's drunk. You will get the true opinion of his marriage. Until then, you ain't going to get shit. You're going to get chicken box. I said this in your book. Yep, you said this in your book. I said that in a book. If you want to know a married man's true opinion, take his ass around some young women and then have alcohol in that same damn room. Somebody says, I missed your super chat. <laughs> All right, anyway. Come on, man. All right, this shit, ain't, this shit is real. I did miss super chats. God dang. All right, shout out to y'all. I'm going to do them right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ricky Webster, I got you. Freedom Podcast Coach, saving lives one stream at a time. Free agent lifestyle is a different mindset. Focus on your meat, money, energy, attention, and time. And remember, mo wait, remember Momento Mori. All right, a shout out to you. We got a, a co-sponsorship here, and I missed him. He says the system tries to simplify relationships in order to make money. Weddings, government, divorce lawyers and divorce court, judges, social workers, law enforcement, psychologists, counselors, etc. It's all a business coach, all of it. I want you to think about that. On the back end of love, if it doesn't work, all of those people are employed for the sole reason to capitalize on the end of your relationship. That's enough for you to understand what they're hedging their bets on. They're hedging their bets that relationships will end, and they'll benefit. <laughs> they're hedging their bets. They're there for the sole purpose of y'all dumbasses getting together and not making it work. I've been saying that for a while. Shout out to a Jedi. I'm hey, coach, I just learned the concept of this new child left behind law, and I think we can apply this to the modern XX, and that would be an interesting video and talking point you make. The new no child left behind law. Hmm. I'm going to have to check that out. I know I see why I skipped it because Ricky Webster doubled up on me. 
I see why I skipped it. You guys are wedged ahead of that, uh, between that. And so I skipped it. He doubled up, but I appreciated Ricky. But thanks for that co-sponsorship. And I'll check that out this weekend. I'll check that out. Mr. 1950s, respect to my bro. Respect, bro. Hey, look, I want y'all to check the channel out. I, I'm trying to put people on um, in 2023. Now, this brother I did a collab with probably two or three years ago. Uh, let me see if I can put his channel up here. He did send a super chat. Okay, now listen. If you want, if you want an, a, a man's opinion, this is an old school brother right here, meaning he's an old school. He calls himself the silverback lifestyle. This is an old, I'm trying to say this nicely, the old barbarian, old, this is a man's man. This is a man's man. This is a man's man. This is a no-nonsense man's man. This is a dude that there's no, there's no swindling him. There ain't no getting over on him. And yes, I, I'm going to hire him as my bodyguard. I had him on my show maybe two and a half years ago. He's going to be my bodyguard. Mr. 1950. I want y'all to check him out. Go check him out. He don't take no shit. This is the Old Testament man. This is the Old Testament man. Go check him out. Okay, because this type of man is disappearing in life. And ladies, this is a man you're going to submit to or you ain't getting shit. And by the way, he has a woman, so don't think you're getting in line, but I guess he probably will let you, you know, let, let you rub on his shoulders here. But look, this is a man's man. It is what it is. Somebody said so. <laughs> this is hellfire and brimstone. Take no shit. All right, so go check him out. Go check him out, man. And he's been out here for a while. So anyway, this to take no prisoners, guys. We need men like this. We need men out here still with these voices because we all getting a lot of simps out here. Go check him out. No government name. He says, nevertheless, is here. That's your name today. Just finished the dating outside of your race episode. You are 100% spot on. My ex-wife is a mud shark disguised as a suburban Kelly, Kaylee. With the long history of dating pookies, it is a mentality in class, not looks and race. Most of our issues, thank you, sir, are on class. Our, our issues are economic. Now, you can change the color of the race of the person. It don't matter. It's a mindset. All right. Jay Cool here. Jay Cool here says exactly this is not the practice life. This is the one life here that God has given. Men, stop living as though you are just waiting for death. I waited two, two decades in living. I'm sorry. I wasted two decades in living, but waited to die fashion. But never again. I, I messed up the end there, but maybe there was a word missing. But appreciate you for that, guys. Uh, two more. Let's get back onto the show. Noel says getting married. Too quickly happens a lot in the spirited filled Christian churches. Their excuse is God brought us together and that the one and that's the one. So there should be nothing wrong. There are still many divorces in those churches, along with which is singing on the praise and worship team. <laughs> oh, man, you guys going in crazy. OK, last one. And then we'll get into our girl, our girl. What's her name? Taraji P. Henson. Kevin W. says, this dream reminds me of the red pill my civil rights professor dropped. He said the Civil War was never about ending slavery because 
of a moral viewpoint. And everybody should know that. That's like simple history. And uh, if anybody's thinking it from that perspective, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. It was never from a moral perspective at all. Not even Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation says that it's from a moral perspective. It only freed the slaves that were in the slave territory of the rebellion states. I mean, which were mostly the South and mostly the slave states, but it didn't say anything for states that were non-rebellious. They said you could keep your slavery. I mean, listen, it is what it is. So it was never from a moral perspective. It was purely economics. And it was like, we can't let the South go. They have the cash cow, but we want to develop the North. But we have a problem here internationally when we're saying we're going to be the freedom fighters of the world, but we got slaves down in the South. U.S. wanted to position themselves as the freedom fighters of the world, promoting democracy. Democracy works. What about them slaves you got? Don't look over there. <laughs> you see the problem? And this is relatively new history. I cannot stand people that say this is old history. We are still living the results of this. Anyway, and not only that, World War II was 40. I'm sorry. World War II was like 80 years later than that. I mean, come on, man. Can you see it? World War I was 60 years separated from the release of the slaves in the World War II, where we're the freedom fighters. We're the fighters of freedom 60 years prior, Jim Crow, slavery, antebellum South. I mean, come on, man. It's crazy. Yeah, nothing to see here. What? What are you talking about here? What are you talking about? Slaves? Where? Promote democracy worldwide. You see where the problem is? You see where the problem is? That's why you have to get rid of that peculiar institution. Look up Procurior Institution. It's there. You got to get rid of it. You got to let it go. And then they say, what do we do with these people? Reconstruction. <laughs> what do you do with these people? Put their ass in the bottoms and hopefully they figure it out. Sharecropping. 40 acres. Come on, man. Very complicated history. We'll get them to vote Democrat. FDR. LBJ. JFK. Joe Biden. Bill, Bill Clinton, Dixiecrats. It is a very complicated issue. But, yeah, somebody said depopulation. Tell them to get guns, liquor, and, and fornicate and terminate babies. Maybe we get rid of the problem that way. Margaret Sanger. Wait. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> Maybe, you know what I mean? It, it's a very, 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 very complicated thing. It, but I'm just, can't, I'm giving you the drunk version of history just to let you know it is not what you think. All right, let's get into Raji P. Henson. Let's get to the main event. Y'all ain't ready. Okay. All right, let's teach them hip hop. Let's teach them hip hop and teach them to shoot each other and call them the N-word. And put crack in the damn community and Tuskegee experiment and so forth and so on. Thank you, feminism. Thank you, abolitionist. Sounds like you had a good plan. All right, anyway. Here I come to save the day. All right, man. Here we go. Let's get into this, man. Y'all better open y'all's mind out here. Taraji P. Henson. She runs out of feminism rope and she hangs herself. She's forever stuck in purgatory. We're going to go to an interview with her and Angie Martinez. And I'm going to say fair use, but I'm just going to imagine this does not make Taraji P look very good. So she's been making a, a lot of reaction videos have been going out on this video. I'm anticipating that they're probably going to say copyright, but I want to, I want to invoke my fair use rights and privileges, YouTube, just in case you review this video. 
I'm going to invoke my privileges, and I do this by saying, and I quote, fair use. Next social copyrighted material may under certain circumstances be quoted verbatim for purposes such as criticism, news report, teaching, and research without need for permission from or payment to the copyright holder, and it doesn't matter. For some reason, they keep forgetting about fair use, but this is used for teaching and criticism, and I can do this here on YouTube. Anyway, Let's get to the show. Taraji P. Henson is an actress. She's been featured in movies and TV shows such as Empire. And that's all I've seen her on. (laughs) That's all I can name. I don't know, man. I can barely even remember her name at times. So the reason why I remember her name is because it's scrolling across my screen. But uh, whatever. Um, I think there was the one she appeared in was the one about the astronauts. Was that the one? With the hidden figures, which was a myth, but not totally a myth. It was a Hollywood play, but it is what it is. All right, hidden figures, I believe, was one. Was she in Friday? I don't know. Baby boy. Oh, baby boy. Yeah. Jody, baby boy. Uh, let's see here. What else you guys are saying, man? That, that's all I see. I did see her in baby boy. Yeah, Benjamin Buttons. I definitely didn't see that. All right. Hustle and, well, hustle and flow. That's kind of empire. All right. Let's get to the movie here. This is a, there's several clips that I'm going to show you. So I'm going to jump around. This is a situation here. She's interviewed by Angie Martinez, who's been around for decades in the hip hop industry and entertainment industry. And um, these women are both in there probably closing into 50. I think Taraji's 52. Angela Martinez might be something similar. And um, as you can see, she already kind of looks like she's in tears here, but she's having what I call a breakdown episode in which, She's been giving much of herself and not getting anything in return. And so she's ready to go on a free agent lifestyle journey. But essentially, it's what she's doing is a a journey of self-discovery. In this interview, and I must mention, she has mentioned the S word at least three times. I watched the entire interview, and I've heard her mention the the, what we call self-deletion word three times. I'm a little concerned from her because it seems to be going around mental health, therapy, and all of these things are going around. And we've seen prominent people being felt feeling alone in deleting themselves right as we say but she mentions it three times which means she's seeking out help and she has nowhere to turn what is she actually missing in her life what is she missing she found out that the fame the fortune the money the degrees the the recognition the awards means nothing in the end when you don't follow nature when you don't follow god's path when you don't follow what's really important, when you try to forge your own path to happiness and you don't get what you think you're going to get. Something's missing. She's going to reveal it. She's going to talk about social media and the addiction that women have in general, specifically, and people have to social media. Listen closely. Fair use. Um, the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. those conversations that we run in our heads. Yes. You know, nobody gets to see that. I'm trying to be on. You know what I you mean? You are so good at it too. Oh, listen, you you would never know what I'm honestly. That's why I always say my message always to humans, my fans, people that follow me is just please be kind. Yeah. Just be kind because yes, yeah, social media is where people post mm-hmm. and they live this fantasy um realization. It's not real. Nobody's posting their pain. Mm-hmm. Nobody's posting the days when they don't want to when they don't give a fuck or they're contemplating 
you know, suicidal ideation. Nobody's posting that. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're posting all the good or on those dark moments when they come out on the other side, they post the other side. But no one's posting the darkness. You know, that's why you got to take that social media with a grain of salt. Because at this point, we're all addicted. It ain't even about the kids anymore. I know. We're it's so not. addicted. It's a, We're I, all addicted. Ugh. So it's how I hate you that manage about it. Myself. <laughs> I hate that for Don't me. Don't hate it. Ex now, I, we've been saying this for years, and social media is one of the latest renditions of things to lead women astray, to make them think that there's some sort of highlight film that you can live and constantly show people and you'll be happy. We also know that social media is one of the leading forms of depression for young women specifically, but we know it's probably for young men as well because they don't have any chance of getting these women and they're somewhat distracted by their libido. So it's a double-edged sword for both sides. Now, listen, social media is what it is. It ain't going nowhere. Perhaps if people get to a religious awakening, they'll ignore it. Maybe people will get tired of it, but but, but we're going to have at least a good 30 years more run of this social media thing. Now, as you can see, even the celebrities here, even Angie Martinez is saying, even I hate that I'm addicted to it and I live my life through it and through validation and so forth, but I'm still lonely. I'm still miserable. I'm still not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> Let's continue with this portion of the show. Accept it. No, I hate it for me. You have to accept no, it. No, I'm trying to change it. I don't want to accept it. The only way to change it is to accept it. Here's what, here, what are you addicted to? Are you addicted to what part of it for you? All of it. Like what part though? Like, cause for me, I like. I just did a long episode talking about the black mirror, right? I just did a long episode talking about witchcraft, propaganda. Uh, I just did a long episode and people were like, these red pill dudes are talking about witches. Guys, put it all together. They're exposing what they're addicted to. They're addicted to their own reflection. They're addicted to their own thing. And they think that's going to bring them happiness. But what they're going into is Lilith's mirror. They're going into what? The den of demons. They're going into what? The reflection, the absorption, the self-absorption. These things that they are posing as they're happy. And there you are. You got two celebrity women. Do these women look happy? Do these women look happy? That's going to be a giant no. Nope. They're even telling you they're addicted and why they don't even understand why they're addicted, why they can't turn it off. It's killing them. This is feminism. It's killing them. These people look like they in trauma right now, and they are the leading women in our society, meaning they're out in front. Let's continue. The, um. I like when people like what I like. Yes. So if I'm really proud of something and I put you it go out, back. I, you I, go I back. I post it because I'm really proud and I like it. And then I see other people proud and they like it too. That literally gives me joy. Absolutely. But the problem with that is when they don't. Right. So you have exactly. to. That's right. not okay. You can't live no, like that. But you have to control that. And that's the thing is how you manage your addiction. How do we manage it? Are you In always, the most healthy way. Are you always self-correcting? Because I'm always self-correcting. So I'm the point Virgo. of, uh, uh, yeah. So like all the time. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Things will wake use. me up out of my comatose sleep. Look, you need to address this. Like Look. literally I have listen issues with sleeping. Cause my listen, y'all not putting it together. I've been telling you this. I've been telling you people aren't sleeping. They're too addicted to their devices. They're addicted to the blue light. They're losing sleep. They're worried about what strangers think about them. I tell you, I go to sleep like a mug. Why? I don't read the comments. And this is sad. I, I would love to respond to comments. But one of the things I've said, I'm on too many platforms. I'm too many, too, 
too everywhere. I'm too much into the system. I can't be absorbed with that because I know it would ruin my sleep and my peace. I'm about peace, quiet, and freedom. So I can't read every comment because then this is what happens. This woman can't even fornicate with her, hus her husband because she's worried about what people think about her online. They're addicted. They're addicted. They're addicted. They're addicted. Let's continue. Let's go to the next one. That validation is too much. It means too much. It's crazy, guys. This is weird. But look, they can't even fight their way out of it. They can't even fight their way out of it. And they're in their 50s. Let's go to the next point here. I got my notes here. Let me see here. 950 is where I want to skip to. Fair use. 950 is one I want to skip to. Here we go. As you can see, this is a very crushing therapy session here. Okay. <laughs> they're crushing and they don't know where to find help. They don't know where to seek help. I don't know if the therapists have caught up. Have y'all caught up about social media addiction? And can you tell them that they're hurting themselves? And they've hurt themselves for the past 20 years. Can you tell them that? No, they can't tell them that. I Hopefully they can, but let's continue. I thought I was happy, but the things that I thought, I'm going to get emotional. I don't want to. The I'm things that happy. I thought was making me happy, they don't, they don't cut it anymore. And so I'm in a place where what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of spinning because I don't know. This is, let me, boy, this is going to take a while. Male leadership is needed. Male leadership is needed. Now, I know you might be able to say, I make more money than these men. They can't leave me, but that's wrong. That's not how nature intended things to work. Doesn't matter that you make money. We showed you the 40-year-old woman that focused on her career and her long neck ass can't find no man, despite the fact she looks pretty good. But she's gone. She says she's spinning. She's out of control. She doesn't know where to go. She doesn't know where, she needs leadership. I can lead. I'm an alpha woman. I need to be out in front. Not always, no. You got to this point where you're successful and an award winner and you're lost. Lost. Is it making sense to you guys? Now, listen, I'm not preaching to women. Believe me, you guys continue your path. It actually makes my life easier. Continue where you're going because I can't take the women that, that want men in their lives because what you don't want a man, you just want a useful, uh, a useful idiot or a somebody that you can take advantage of. Okay, that's all. That's all. That's what you want. You don't want male leadership. Even when you got a man, you don't want it. You want to even control the narrative, even with your man. And so men have to teach men masculine frame and to be able to keep you in check. But it's a exhausting event where the man just gets used and he's exhausted by the end of it. And then he gets financially crippled by the end of it. So it's no point. Listen, she's lost because she does not have leadership, period. Continuing, let's put, put this up. If you don't like this truth, you got to leave. But if you want this truth, this is the evidence. I'm showing you evidence. She's here. She's single. She's lost. She's spinning. And not only is she is, Angela Martinez, Angela Martinez is agreeing with her. She's also in the same boat. Let's continue. The things that made me happy before, like, you know, when I was going to get married and I didn't work out. It's not. It didn't work out that it's not marriage it's yeah tell yourself that tell yourself that there's no lying in therapy as they say it, it ain't that yes it is let's continue it's not right. a man it's not so it's for me to tap in to find my happiness and to be quite honest with you angie i haven't been happy like i'm not happy 
Dude, those are the words that will destroy a whole civilization. It will destroy your family. And they're constantly searching for what? Utopia. There's no utopia. There's no state of happiness. In fact, people have said happiness is a source of secret of life. I disagree. There's been people that, let me tell y'all something. Let me go full screen. There are people that live this life for thousands of years. I can almost guarantee you they weren't happy for many of those days. And they lived fine. They weren't happy. They weren't in a state of, oh, I'm happy. I'm happy. Happiness is not a permanent state. It's a destination, and it's not a permanent destination. It's a place that the opposite of happiness could be sadness, could be anger. It's an emotion. You can't go to an emotion. You can't have a permanent state of emotion. What the hell does happy mean? Define what happy means. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I'm depressed. Sometimes I'm I'm a whole bunch of things in a version of a day. There's no destination of happiness. And even if you're rich, even if you have a marriage, even if you don't have a marriage, you're not always going to be happy. But when a person says I'm not happy, they're in a point of no recovery and they will destroy you, your kids and your marriage because they are a depressed, miserable, unhappy human being, period. It's absolutely reprehensible that people keep trying to find happiness. They can't describe what it is, but they're trying to find it. Why don't you get something of yourself and uh, just suggest that you need a leader? You need somebody to lead you. Continuing. Purely happy in a long time. Oh, give me your hand. I haven't. I'm sorry. I'm not because it's just a wake up call and I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I'm still living. So that means I have time to find it. I'm sorry to tell you that if you haven't found it by 52, good luck. <laughs> good luck. You are on a journey that is going to be leading to disappointment. Sorry. I'm not the most optimistic, motivating person. I actually try to inspire you and light a fire under your ass. That's how I motivate you. I'm not just going to tell you pretty words. You're in trouble. That's what you're on. Let's continue. Yeah. And and it's work and it's okay because uh-huh. it's it's uh for the benefit of me. Mm-hmm. It ain't got nothing to do with nobody else, a man, a friend. This is all me. Uh-oh. And I'm I'm excited about this next chapter and finding this happiness. All right, New Year's new me. New Year's new me. Next year will be different, but I'll continue to do the same thing, expecting a different result. All right, here we go. Don't you feel like that could be because I always think when I'm in a time in my life. I don't know. I just feel like we all have moments in our life where we have to pivot, right? We yep. have to pivot. Oh my God. I, I posted that. I said, she won't let Angie Martinez talk. <laughs> this is some through true, true therapy, but I guess Angie's there to answer interviews. She just definitely just cut her ass off. Let's continue. This is probably why you ain't got no friends. Uh, let's go. It's time for pivot. Go ahead. Well, yeah. So that's yeah. what it is. She all recognized of us have it. those moments, mm-hmm. right? And those moments are tough. Yeah, they're tough. Pivoting and shifting and changing what you cared about, changing how you view the world, changing how you got your operating <sighs> systems. All right. So this is a critical point here. Guys, this is why I tell you, this is another talking point. The woman you meet in her 20s will not be the woman that she is in her 40s. Not even that. They're going to be two different people. So when we say, hey, I've met my wife, she's wonderful, and you're both 28 or 32 like Hafiz, and he's like, what? She's never going to change. She's wonderful. Well, she's 30. When she's 50, 
She's going to be the opposite person. It's going to be opposite. You won't recognize her. Now, let me tell you a bitter, a bitter red truth. If she divorces you, you really won't recognize her. You'll be like, who the hell is that woman? And did I ever sleep with that woman? And I produce children with that woman. Who is she? You won't recognize her. This is how it works. I'm sorry to tell you. You better be prepared for this pivot in your relationships and marriage because if you're ill prepared for this pivot, she's going to blindside you, period. And it's not saying that this is bad that women pivot. I'm just telling you, they're different people between two decades. You better be ready for it. Continuing. Let me see if there's more on this talking point. Then I got the last point here. It's not easy. Some people don't make it. No. Or some people stay still and stagnant because they're afraid of that. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of evolution. They're afraid to pivot. And it's just so sometimes we have to go through to be because how are you use. supposed to be happier if you can't be unhappy? Yeah. How are you, you supposed have to, to get to, the to next be able phase? to identify that you are unhappy? Yeah. And Does with that make social you uncomfortable? media, like not feel at all. Vulnerable? You know, one thing I know about me is that I don't fear change. Mm. Let's get on with this one right here. Let's skip on. Let me get to my notes. And this is going to be the critical one. 1745. Fair use. Fair use. Fair use. 1745 is where we're skipping ahead to. Still not happy after about 20 minutes of this interview here. I'm not happy. <laughs> this is what she looks like after a couple minutes here. <laughs> 20 minutes into the interview and this is what we're getting. She's in trouble. And I think what women don't recognize is that when they're in trouble, where to turn? Unfortunately, they turn to other women. In my opinion, this isn't to denigrate or demean women, but there's a phrase for that, and it's called the blind leading the blind. The blind leading the blind. Are they there for true counsel? Are they there to coddle you? Are they there to empathize or sympathize? Are they there for solutions? Many times, they're not there giving you solutions. They're just going to coddle you and give you a thumb to suck. Okay, we got two blind mice here and they're out here having a full therapy session with no damn chance of recovering from this. This is just where we are. <laughs> what you need is male leadership. I'm going to tell everybody again what this world needs is male leadership. We constantly swipe at it for some reason because we don't make feel people feel good. Again, my form of motivation doesn't work for everybody. I'm not here to tell you pretty words. I will tell you doom and gloom and I will try to light a fire under your ass. That's how I get you motivated. And if you're not with it, you're not with it. It doesn't work for everybody. But I'm not here to coddle you and pet you on the head. I'm here to get you into doing actions. Actions change everything, not words. We need action steps. If you don't like the way I teach or motivate or inspire, I don't care. But I'm tired. I'm a little impatient of these people constantly for the last 10, 15, 20 years acting like they don't know how they got here. It's pretty clear. Pretty clear. If you want to deny it, that's your own life. You want to be living the next, the same life for the same years, trying to figure it out for 20, 30 years? Go ahead. You want to be dead inside? You want to get all your degrees and your job and then be ready to die by the age of 32? Go ahead. But this life is a journey and you're going to learn. Most men don't learn. I hate when young dudes be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Most men don't understand life until they understand that sex is not has has little importance in comparison to providing in money. See, providing in money gives me validation in this world. Sex does not. When you find that out as a man, you have grown as a man. 
And I hear a lot of 40, 50 year old men talking that shit about sex and getting laid and all that. That tells me you haven't matured and you don't know what real living is. See, when my testosterone decreases, the big head outthinks the little head and I start to win. That's when men understand life. Not talking about how many mastodons you don't pluck down. Talking about you got a body count in the 200 level and over. It matters none. That matters none when you become a man. Period. Let's continue with this charade, if you will. This is a clown show at this particular point. That's so good. And it's a choice every day, like you said. You get every up today. day. Yeah. There are days. You chose love today. I could feel it. I did. You know, I'm about to go to Bali for a month by myself. <gasps> it's my own spiritual journey. I love this for you. Tell me about this. Wait, do you normally do trips by yourself? Never. Okay, can I, I have... tell you? Tell I think me. I've told please, you this before. Please tell me. I do. I used to do this every single ooh, year. Ooh. I, I'm I'm like a year out. I haven't done it, and I'm my my spirit is like. You got to do it. For it's it. time. So I did it first, maybe I'm like four or five years ago. And then I did it every year because when you do it, whenever you're with somebody else, you're on their time and their energy. Even So these people just figured it out. First of all, all the trips they've taken has been on somebody else's dime. All right. So I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Okay. Most women travel on the dime of somebody else and on somebody else's back. So. Of course, you're not going to be able to find yourself on these trips. But I even said on the free agent lifestyle until you start traveling by yourself and giving yourself free time, then you will discover what it is and you'll discover people who are like minded. Here we go. Spiritual journey, age 52. I think it's a little too late for this, but look, better late than never. But now we're doing this. I'm going to go to Bali. I'm going to isolate myself. I don't think this person should be isolating themselves, but that's neither here nor there. She's not in the position to do so. Okay, she's already mentioned that she wants to self delete or thinking about it. Why go away by yourself in a place you don't know? Probably not the best advice. But now let's continue. Here we go. Even if it's a best friend, you're it's somebody to consider. It's, it's just you got to consider their problems. You can't really focus on you. Go by yourself. You wake up by yourself. Mm -hmm. It's your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's your own. It's you forced that you just and it, and you could be at peace and mm -hmm. comfort. I love it. I, I haven't never done it a long, long time. Normally, my trips for myself would be like four days. I'll go mm -hmm. go to Turks, sit in the what by the pool mm -hmm. for four days, books, pen, right? <laughs> you know what they also do when the sun goes down. Yeah, I sat by the pool. Okay, the sun's only up for eight hours. What happens when the sun goes down? I just sit by the pool. Yeah, I sit by the pool by myself all day with my hat, sunscreen, and writing books and journaling and all that. All of a sudden, you're getting your groove back. Continuing. Rent-a-rasta comes up, all right? Traveling comes up. Anyway, let's continue. Right, right. You no, know, just whatever. But Bali sounds... Listen, it's twenty. It's going to take me 24 hours to get there. That's by myself. That's not, hey, girl, let's get a mimosa. Like, that's literally by myself. And then I'm going to be there by myself. It's Wait, so for how long? A month? Wow. This is a lie. She ain't going to be there by herself. <laughs> she ain't going to be her by herself. Let's continue. Oh, 
literally is this month. because of where you're at and you're trying to like yeah. mm-hmm. i gotta find my happiness and mm-hmm. it's not in my friends it's not in my mama it's not in you know it's me yeah uh and that's you so it's not in men it's not in your friends it's not in your mama common denominator and that's you we're gonna go on this journey maybe after 52 i figured it out this is the sisterhood of the traveling pants and all of these things here i gotta go find me guys i just want to let you know let's just say you were married to this person at age 30 she'd be in the same boat right now wanting to go to bali by herself and she would divorce grape you to kingdom come to get over there and then she will bounce your ass off, go off with your alimony check to Bali. It don't matter. There's, what she's missing is it is her that is the component that is causing her this rift. It's not other people. Maybe she will discover that on her self-journey. But a lot of women go through this self-discovery between the ages of 40 and 55. And that is because there's a wall that they're hitting that is that is making them believe that there's something else over the rainbow. There's something else behind the curtain. There's something else in life that they are missing. The reality is there's nothing else. This is life. Matter of fact, we're one of the most privileged people to ever walk the face of this earth. We have everything given to us, especially at an early age, most of it unearned. And we're walking around here like there's something else. Maybe there's something else. This is it. (laughs) This it, bro. Do you realize most people live with only 10% of what we've ever had? Only 10%. Most people that lived and died in war, they were 15 and they... They dressed up in Spartan uniforms and they got a bow and arrow right between their forehead. I mean, that was it. Most of them didn't even touch two or three women in their entire life. Most of them didn't even have wealth beyond what we would consider poverty today. Most people lived and they died. Most people were slaves. What are you talking about? What's next? What's next? This is it. (laughs) Make the best out of it. Make the best out of it. We searching for happiness, bro. These are some entitled people. This is crazy, man. Many people, your ancestors slaved away their entire life. You're going to Bali to find happiness. Unbelievable, man. I swear to God, the reason why you're not happy is you're looking for it. The reason why you're not happy is because you have nobody leading you and telling you, this is it. Let's make the best out of it. Let's pour syrup on shit and make it pancakes. That's what we got. And you've been gifted everything. And now you still ain't happy, brothers. I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) I need to go to the moon. I'll be happier. No. And trust me, I've done this because I've moved several places several different times around the country. And every time I moved, I'll be like, it'll be better here. Only to find out after a matter of time, oh, it wasn't that better here. There were just trade-offs. There wasn't the solutions. It was just a trade-off. I traded one thing for the next. Now, then I figured out it ain't happy nowhere. I got to make it happy where I am. And then I also got to include people, uh, not include people who are absolutely miserable to not affect my experiences in the new place. So if I have miserable people, but I live in paradise, what's it worth? I literally... I literally lived in paradise for 10 years. The entire it, the entire 10 years, it was made hell by a person I associated with. And I lived in one of the best places you can ever live. Five, 10 minutes from the beach, I could have had it be compure, completely pure paradise. But I invited a hellacious, hellacious person who was never happy to ruin my enjoyment. Will you listen? Now I'm in a desert storm bunker. 
to get away from paradise. And this isn't just me. It's many, many people. Continuing. <laughs> Y'all going in on Angela Martinez. Let's continue here. It's me. And this is the work I got to do. So that means work gets shut down. Everything. Well, it's, it's the perfect time. I'm the type of person that if I'm not my best, I don't want to be around people mm -hmm. because I feel like God has given me a gift to lift people up. And so if I'm not capable in my own being to do that, I you get, I you get low. I, I, don't, I get low and yeah. I don't want to go because I don't want to bring everybody down. Yeah. I know that about me. Yeah. I know that I'm a energy transfer like everybody is, but yeah, I'm clear. I, I wonder that for you sometimes as your friend and just watching you and, and fan of your career, you're, mm -hmm. uh, you're always the life of the party. You're life I, of the party. Mm -hmm. And that, it was, it was my best friend that said it. She was like, challenging it is very challenging. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, I watch you and Taraji, no matter. I want just one. I want, I want a lot of women to listen to this, specifically women that look like her. This is a very common thing, what she's going to describe. You will see women out at parties, nightclubs. They're loud. They're boisterous. They're like, look at me, 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 me. Woo! And woo-hooing. And they be crying in the kitchen next to their dog, eating doggy treats with them. They're, they are acting like they're happy. They're acting. This is Lizzo. This is a lot of people. These are a lot of black women. Unfortunately, I, even in my family, even my, I don't want to throw my mom under the bus. Even my mom. They fall for this. I'm going to be hoo-hoo, and I got it, girl. All right, I'm doing good. And then when they go home, I'm not happy. <laughs> she's going to describe that right there. And she definitely does resemble these remarks that she's talking about. I can see it in her. And this is why I've never really attached to her because I knew she was living fake. She was faking out there. They fake out there. They go back and they're miserable. Let's continue. But you're going through. You will go into it. She said, you're such an empath. You're so compassionate that no matter what you're going through, and I know you'll go into a room and you'll see people not able to pull themselves up and you'll be that person and you'll ignore your whole, mm -hmm. what you're going through, your mental state. You'll ignore it just to lift that room up. That's yep. exhausting though. Right. Yeah, that's tiring. And I'm just getting to I this I mean, it's point. kind, but it's like. I'm just getting to this mm -hmm. point where it's like, it's empty for me now. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do it and I, I love it. I love to make people happy and smile. Yep. But then what about me? So Lizzo, we, we see this stuff with Lizzo uh, on social media. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. She's twerking. She's doing things that are absolutely reprehensible to her reputation. And then she plays the victim. You know, they're talking about, dude, I don't know what it is. Uh, the certain group of women seem to fall prey to this all the time. Anyway. Because mm -hmm. I go home in the shadows and the four corners of my room. Who's there to lift me up? Mm -hmm. mm. So this trip to Bali ain't got nothing to do with my friends, my mama, my dad, <laughs> my yeah. kid. No, this is me. What are you hoping to get out of it? <sighs> get to it, baby. Get to it. Um, she don't, what do you? Don't know. Again, you need me. You need me. <laughs> You need male leadership. She don't even know where she's going. Where are you going with this? Yep. Trying to find that happiness. 
again. Still stuck that on that. that. Still stuck on that. That was innately in me. She she ain't going Were nowhere. You like a happy kid, like a happy. I was yeah. I was the only kid. I, you know, I I could play by myself. I get to the get the to the crying. Incredible imagination. That's why I'm an actress. That's why I am yeah, the actress see that. that I am because I had so much time alone and I all I could do was create and pretend mm. that the other on, person was on, sitting. I had to pretend you were there. I didn't have, you know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh. So that's me. That's what I do. And yeah. it's in me. Like I grew up and like that. That's but, you. Um get to I it. I just hit my glass ceiling. Oh. I, you know, here it comes. Lifting rooms and Come being on. the life of the party is like Come on, you hit the wall. I said it's it. your life. Yeah, but but what a blessing that you could number one. Come on. Be comfortable enough to say that. Mm -hmm. I see the tears. Clearly, coming. you got to be comfortable enough to tell your whole team and everybody involved with you, like I'm going away it. for a month and being okay with that, and and just have the. I'm waiting the for the music here. I'm waiting ability to be able to be like it got this really what I dark, need. Angie. Dark. It got so dark. Just watch it again. I couldn't see. The here it comes. I was afraid because you got no male leadership. For the first time, the person here it who comes. Everybody thinks is so strong was not. Of course, and we I knew was this. I scared for myself. This is. This I don't is, think I would ever harm myself. Oh, suicide. That's the second. I, that's the second time she said it. Did you hear it, guys? She guys. A lot of a lot of women, you know, especially you young men in your twenties, they're in that boat right now. They don't know what the hell to do, and they will tell you, "I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing." They don't know. There she did. She just mentioned it again. Self deletion. She gone, bruh. They don't know where they're going. They have no plan. They have no course of action. They're just going to go chicken bock, strong, independent, degree, and all that. And then they're going to be happy, and then they're not going to be happy. <laughs> Let's get to you here. I think it's coming down the line here. Ideation is real. Mm -hmm. It's real. They're always the victim, too. Here we go. I get it. I, I don't have those thoughts. I haven't. I don't know. In my life, I'm sure I have, period. But Get to but it. I understand. Fair yeah. use. I understand how. I understand. Understand Especially what? Especially now, where things come on, get the tears. You going. see people who are strong, you deem to be strong or happy. Happy. Who? On social media, yeah, but they're doing the same thing you said. You exactly up in the room. Exactly, Angie. Thank you, baby. Smile. You, you hug people. Angie hit it out the love. park. Hey, Angie, her first therapist move. She hit it on the head. Exactly. She said, I see other people happy, but we just realize it's a facade for them as well. Ladies, you think you're following happy people and you're not. You, she just They just had the damn epiphany. Yeah, but you just said you were doing that too. Uh-huh. Exactly. That has nothing to do with what's going on inside. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to start crying I, now. I, I'm As somebody who cares about you, I'm grateful that you have the will and the, um, and the care for yourself. To even make that, yeah, make that shift, make yeah. that change. I thought it was right here. I'm proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I feel very proud. It's got to be coming here to be able to look in the camera and say, "I'm not that strong." Like here we I'm go, fighting for my joy. She's Every fighting. Day, it's a fight. Every day is a. F I feel like I'm fighting for my life. You know, because I feel like there it is again. That's the third time fighting for my life. I'm in dark place, self-deletion. How many times she has to say it? She's lost. A lot of women in this point are in the same boat. There it is again. Let's continue. Like, 
so many people look up and they're counting on me. You know what I mean? I don't feel like no hero. I'm not a fucking hero. Like I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm somebody who I'm a human. I'm flawed. I'm trying to figure this thing out every day. And um it just for me right now, it just seems like it's getting harder and harder. But is it is it is it my perception? Is it what I'm putting on it? Is it you know when you get into a dark place, you go there it is again. There it is again, guys, man. We are t- it's we are in a bad spot. We in this bad spot with our male leadership. We just don't look. We we in a rough spot. This is our women here. If you are concerned about sisters between the ages of 40 and 60, they're telling you they're happy, they're not. All right. And this is an example right here. Of course, I don't know anything else about our life, but I know this for a fact. I'm in this age group. I see this. They are struggling and they're trying to figure out what happened. You know what happened? You hit the wall, not the wall that that we talk about in the red pill. You hit the invisible wall of feminism, which I've always said, and I've been saying this for years. The first 40 years are all fun and games. The last 40 years are going to be a struggle. So you used up the feminism until you squeezed the blood, all the blood out of the turnip. Now, all of a sudden, you get to live the last 40 years. The last 40 years are going to be ugly. It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> okay. Mm. And you're going to be figuring out why people can't do what, and they're not doing this, and they're not doing for that. It's hard dating. Nobody likes me. Dudes are this. I can't get the higher value men. They don't take me in my leftovers. It's going to be tough. I don't care if you're rich, famous, educated, got a job. You're a CEO. I don't care how it works. Nature has eh, nature has programmed us for this. We can't fight it. And they're trying to fight it. And all of a sudden, they run out of time. The buzzer beater. Three, two, one, and oh, I ran out of time. Now I'm stuck. That's where she is. And listen, I don't care. But listen, you guys going to listen or not? We got a couple of more minutes for her crying. Then we'll do the super chat. You can compound yourself with the darkness, you mm-hmm. know? And it's all about your thoughts. And it's like, am I doing this to myself? Is this happening in real time? And that's you. I just, I'm finally to a place in my life where I just need to, it's like a, whoa, everybody stop. Thank I gotta God. Step off. Thank God you could do You know that. what I mean? Yeah, thank God. Can we get a tissue too? I just want to make sure she's okay. Baby, you are, it's crazy because you talk so much about like what we do and that we do it for other people. And yeah. Even you sharing your story, I know this is hard. And even as your friend, it's hard. I kind of like want to stop. And, if, and listen, just, if, if after this, and you know, I listen, if after this, you had said to me, just so everybody's clear, if after this, she says to me, cut it all out, I would, no, cu- I would cut I'm it all out. I'm not going to cut it all out. You know why? Because but I'm just saying, I, I know and I feel safe with you, is what yes. I'm saying. Well, just like, know that. Because, I feel safe. But I also feel at the same time. Don't cut none of this shit. You know why? Because people need to see it. And I think that's all we got is paper towels, though. Well, it's, okay. it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. okay. It's the perception. No, this is what I'm you saying know, to you. The people, reason I don't stop you. Yeah. Reason I don't stop you, even though as your, uh, my heart, as your right. friend is like, I want to protect you. But um, there's somebody who is in the same place you are or worse and hasn't doesn't have the you've done a lot of work on yourself. You've done yeah. therapy. You, you've read a lot you are she done therapy still in the same boat now listen i'm not downgrading it but what i'm saying is this 
This is what I'm saying, and we're going to wrap this point up. We're going to wrap this point up. We're out of what we call the order of man, given to you by whoever you follow, the spirit, God, Amen Ra, I don't care. We're out of order. We have the most unhappiest people in the time where we have the most available to human beings. We have the most information. We have the most technology. We have the most opportunity. We have the most riches. We are in the best position than of any people who have ever lived prior to us. And we still can't figure it out. That's because we've fallen out of order with God. We're not living righteously. righteously. We're finding happiness in fornication. We're trying to chase that. Men, you're finding trying to find happiness and fornication. Then you hit 50 women and you want 50 more. You're greedy. There's no happiness in fornication. Enjoy it while it lasts. Okay. Your happiness is not in that. Your happiness is in achievement and providing and success. Unfortunately, you don't have people walking lockstep with you. They're trying to find their own happiness in that when they're not pre-programmed for that. Their software is not limited for that. Their software is incapable incapable of that and then not many people find value in that so we're out of order somebody says she think oh angry man says i think she's straight capping coach she didn't she ain't do no therapy shout out to angry man angry man she ain't she ain't do no therapy so that might be that too or she might have lied up in therapy she might have been lying up in therapy that might be it too so if you go in therapy and you're not being honest with yourself which we can see she's not being honest with herself Maybe she did do therapy, but she lying up in there. And of course, that's one of the rules of therapy. Can't be lying in there. And she lying to herself. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We'll close it up. This is common of not just people like her. We see this across the board. What you see of them in public is not what they are in private, even for men like myself and so forth. We have to handle a lot of things. But a lot, I think a lot of people have been following this woman in her life. Look at her. She's happy. Look at her. She's on girl trip. Look at her. She's famous. I want that too. And now she's even saying at the end of it, I'm not happy. <laughs> and she wasn't alone. You know who else was in there? Angie Martinez is in the same boat as well. They both was in there singing the Mary J. Blige. Oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm not the time because you're not worth my tears. I was your lover and your secretary working every day of the week. Yeah. Was at the job when no one else was there. Helping you get on your feet. 11 years of sacrifice. And you can leave me at the drop of the dime. I follow my tears. I worth my pride. Should have left your ass a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, they all singing the same sad song. And of course, I don't give a damn myself. But I'm telling you as men, you better protect yourself from the spirit. The spirit is of the Jezebel. The spirit is of Lilith. The spirit is of evil. The spirit is not in the order of man and over God. This is the order of you know who down low. This is the order of evil. And they cannot figure it out. They can't figure it out. And if you are a man and you walk in in the spirit, you need to do a 180 and figure this out in your life. Take your hands like this, point your fingers to the ceiling. Everybody, everybody, take your hands, point your finger to the ceiling. Now turn them some of bitch upside down and then do this. Cuff your balls. That's what you need to do and be a man. That's what you need to do. Stop being out here feeling sorry for them. They walking in their own path of unrighteousness and evil. Let them walk in it. I don't care, but I ain't going to save you. <laughs> 
Anyway, let's get to these super chats, man. Thank you for the, all your patience, man. I just had to play that. And fair use, of course, they're going to not want me to play that. <laughs> anyway, y'all said, yeah, we got too many pansies out here for men, for men. All right, shout out to Ramon. He says the current lazy generation about to be replaced. About to be replaced. Okay. Shout out to Dev says, CGA, what's your favorite sound effect? Hmm. That's a good one. Shit, I don't know. Oh, this has got to be one. Hold on for a second. I got to give y'all one. This is my favorite sound effect. Wait a minute. Let me see. Where oh, it. Well, that's not it. This is it. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> yeah. Followed by. <laughs> Shout out to devs. I appreciate you. Uh, Frodo Bagham Young, he says, great cover or rain on me, <laughs> Coach Sniggles. All right, I'm not putting that out. I, of course, people are taking my singing and they're putting background music on it. I better put the album out. I see I got an album to cut. Shout out to uh, Mr. Kate Green. I think people confuse happiness with contentment. That's a great point, too. Be content. All right, happiness with content. There's, I don't think there's anything such as happiness. I, I don't. As far as I know, there's actually a movie about this. There's actually a movie that explains this. And the movie is called, um, it's a Disney movie. It's a kid's movie. What's the name of the movie? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you again. It is the premise of the movie. What is the name of the movie? It's a kid's movie. It's a Disney movie. What is it? Somebody give it to me. Somebody give it to me. Somebody said it earlier. Give me the movie. Uh, no, not, not no. Lion King. No. Wow. Describe it. It's a cartoon character and the characters are emotions. Oh, son of a bitch. You're going to make me use my Google inside out. That's what it is. Inside out. Inside out. Let me see something. I'm going to pull it up and I'll give you just a brief description of what, what the movie's about. If you haven't seen it inside out is the movie. So, and it's kind of explains the generation. So here's the movie Inside Out. I think it's Disney. Maybe it's not Disney. Maybe it's not Disney. Inside Out. So Inside Out, basically, it's, the, it's about a girl who has these emotions in her head. And here's the emotions right here. There's happiness. There's envy, anger, depression, sad, whatever else. I don't even know what the real emotions are. Right. But what they what the movie describes is it's a Pixar movie. What the movie describes is. People are trying to push the real emotions in the back and, and, and push them away to make so much room for happiness. But the more they push the real emotions away to try to find happiness, the other emotions try to rush forward and fill their original void. It's something like that. So they're trying so much to get happiness and try to make happiness the thing that they're pushing the emotions back. But the, the, the emotions trying to overtake and claim their righteous spot. In their mind, the emotions try to overreason and it goes out of control. So you really don't get happiness. You get more depression. You get more anger. You get more everything else. That's that's the movie. You're in denial and what you're trying to achieve is this perfect state of happiness. But the other emotions end up overtaking it. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Go watch the movie now that you know the context of it. And I don't want to ruin it, but that's what happens. <laughs> And this is what people are trying to do. You're trying to chase permanent happiness that you're trying to push these other emotions away and not understand them. They're a part of you. Anger is real. There's nobody that can just turn your emotions off. You got to let them come in. 
You got to let them come in and deal with it. Let them wane. And then you'll get back to where you need to be. Anyway, that's why I don't believe that this whole happiness is the answer. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it, because you're going to mess yourself up. Anyway, shout out to Dev says, XX is in their 20s say, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. Mm. No. You're not going to figure it out later. All right. You're going to need to figure it out now. Where do we got? Raphael says, just masterful coach Freud. We got that Freud level. Coach Freud. Emotions are ever changing. And you just got to look. If you get to a point where you're angry, just don't let it overtake you. Let that anger manifest. Don't make a comp. Don't make a long-term decision based on your anger. Recognize you're in the spirit of anger. Let it subside. Don't let it overtake you. And understand it's just a short part of time. If you're depressed, if you're in a constant state of depression, you're letting those things overtake you. Don't let it overtake you. Yeah, you feel bad for the moment. Sometimes I feel bad about what I said on my stream. And I'll be like, damn, why did I go in? <laughs> right? I should have left it alone. But I didn't. And then some... For a little bit after the stream, I'll sit here and be like, and then I'll be on to the next stream. It is what it is. Shout out to Adrian Paul. Shout out to you and the coach gang. 50 on the Raiders. That's going to be a no. Nope. 50 on the Raiders and Chiefs. Somebody says, read the 48 Lives of Power. Yeah. And also read the free agent lifestyle. But yes. All right. Shout out to Travis says, I'm overseas and had a conversation this morning with 230 and 20-year-old women, the younger women were talking about how she doesn't mind dating older men because they are more mature and stable, and the older women started shaming her, and it's worldwide. We know it right new, here. New, new, new world order. I honestly believe that if you guys, look, let me just tell you something. People will tell you that the most common successful relationships are people with an age gap of three years. However, nature-wise, we haven't done that. This is common information. We got divorces left and right. People breaking up left and right. I think there should be a bigger situation where the age gap is there so that we put realistic ex expectations on each other. Now, they don't have to be the age gap that I participate in. My age gaps can be 30 years around here. I don't suggest that for everyone either. <laughs> but the older I get, the younger and younger they remain. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I like them that way, but th there's a strategic reason why I like them that way. Anyway, <laughs> you don't all have to do it that way. But what happens is, in my opinion, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it and I'm going, there are women that are in the ages of 19 to 30, putting expectations on the men that are impossible for them to uh, realize. Right. And they don't realize it until you give them the average income of a man between 19 and 30 is $40,000 a year if you're lucky. And if he's a black man, it's 28000 So look, when you tell a woman that, they're like, mm, maybe this is why I struggle in the dating world. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're taking a guy and you're saying he's supposed to have this, 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 and this. But he needs to be under the age of 27. Delusion. Delusion. He's not going to have that. Where will you find that guy? He's going to be probably 39. I don't want to date a guy that old. Well, what? <laughs> okay, go build with the guy. Because a man in his 30s, could, uh, a man in his late 30s could take you out to a nice meal and he won't have any problem paying for the date. But you're trying to take a 28-year-old guy who, who, who barely has $28 on his credit card limit that he's about to breach and you want him to take him out and pay for the date. 
Keep up the delusion if you want. Keep up the delusion if you want. You're going to end up like Taraji P. Henson at the end of it, trying to figure the shit out. <laughs> or you're going to end up getting played by the dude that happens to be in that age that has the money, but he has access to 90% of the women. And then you're going to wonder why he's cheating on you. He got the access. He's in the limit. He's in the 5 percentile of men. And he's got 90% of the women saying. And that's you. It's pretty simple. Pretty, pretty simple. The math ain't that hard to figure out. And we got a co-sponsorship today on PayPal. I'm rich, and it is from or it is from Natalie V. Shout out to you, Natalie. Natalie's are always pretty. Yes, I'll butter you up. You gave me you gave me a co-sponsorship. Never really seen an ugly Natalie. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about names of ugly women. Olga. No, all right. Anyway. <laughs> das Tokens, what did you have to say? He says, I think men and women do social media very differently. I look at cars. I don't know what women do. And uh, if you ever wanted to find out, if you ever wanted to find out what your girlfriend thinks, this is game. This is the realest game you need. If you ever wanted to go inside the mind of a woman, find a female friend, find a girlfriend, find a female relative, find a wife. Take your phone and take her phone. Say, do you mind that I look at who you're following on Instagram? Go through everybody she's following on Instagram and follow them. Follow them. Follow everybody she follows. Now, for the next month, go through your feed on Instagram and TikTok. Go to it. <laughs> then you're going to find out why the hell she thinks the way she thinks. <laughs> oh, you're going to find out real fast. You're going to see all the goofy makeup tutorials. Um, Ariana Grande, Lizzo, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. What's that world dancing black woman in Georgia? Shirley Chisholm. What not Shirley Chisholm? What was the girl's name? Stephanie Abrams. You're going to find all kind of stuff. Empowerment. Trans dudes, gay dudes putting on makeup, bad bunny dudes, dudes with six packs, dudes putting eight Johnsons on the table, 10 inches, paws, pookie, dudes in her DMs, a bunch of women going, <laughs> what you won't see, stock portfolios, investment information, how to buy a house, how to manufacture, how to get a car. You won't see anything motivating in the terms of financial motivation. You won't see anything. You, <laughs> you won't see booty models. girl. You won't see any of that. Girls with BBLs. You won't see any wives, any married couples, any of that. You're going to see a pookie with an overweight woman, and they're going to be called relationship goals. And she's going to be straddling him, and she's going to be playing Xbox with him. You will see nothing productive. You will see nothing that will advance you past the year five years in advance you will see world star uh hollywood unlocked you're gonna see all the goofy gossip sites bad girls clubs all of this bullshit you're gonna see all of that ninjas with their pants sagging around they waist 
all right, around they butt with they booty out, and then they want a real man. Then you'll see Idris Elba, and she'll be like, I want my man to be Idris Elba. This is what you're going to get. Then you're going to wonder why they think, yeah, the shade room. This is why you're going to think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some protesting, somebody protesting something that nobody's worried about on a daily basis. Nobody worried about that. I ain't never going to see a person like that, especially if I live in Des Moines, Iowa. Why the hell do I care about their per persons, right? Give it to them. Who cares? Mm -hmm. I ain't never going to see no person like that <laughs> where I live. I live in a desert storm bunker. You want me worrying about this shit 24 and 7. They're 1% of the population. Why do I care right now? Is there something more important to talk about? <laughs> right? We need to do this. We need to do that. For why? Anyway. <laughs> it's actually crazy. But look, if you want to, go through their social media. Follow everything they do. And don't follow anything you like for a whole month. For a whole month, you'll be out of your mind. You'll be like, "This what circus is this? <laughs> All right, anyway. And the reason why they kind of out of there, because they follow they follow things that they that shouldn't be. It shouldn't even where it shouldn't matter to them. But what we call that is virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. They like to sit in to get attention and virtue signal. So I care about this and I got Black Lives Matter and my this and I got a fist and a black square and I got what does this matter right now? <laughs> a rainbow shirt. I got this. Lucky charms. I got this. I'm at the march. Look at me holding a sign. Can we get back to some important shit that's going to affect us all in a matter of 30 days? There's no diesel fuel in 30 days. We're running out of diesel. Think that's going to affect us? Chicken is $30. Chicken is $30. That might affect us too. Nobody cares. I go to the store. I fill up a little carry basket and it's $150. That might matter. How about that might matter instead of Black Lives Matter? That might matter. Evictions are going crazy. Homeless is rampant. Nobody cares about that. Plus, you know what else is happening? Your rent's due, motherfucker. Nothing. <laughs> All right, anyway. And they're like, where? What's wrong with the world here? They're discriminating against this person. Who cares? Honestly, really, does that matter? That person don't matter to me at the moment. I'm wondering why the fuel rates are skyrocketing. I'm wondering why the markets are going to crash potentially. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, look, let me stop. Yeah, I'm wondering why eggs are $50, They're eggs. What are we doing? Are anybody noticing the eggs are skyrocketing? No, only me. Okay. But you're worried about this person over here, probably on drugs, registration expired, 50 traffic tickets, and he ran from the cops. Well, listen, I ain't got no time for that shit. Mm. <laughs> That's all I hear. Well, sounds like he should have had his paperwork in order. <laughs> all right, shout out to Steve Williams. Respect to you, brother. 2023 is when game goes down. Game goes down. All right, shout out to you. Is that Steve the Dean? I don't even know. But let's say shout out to Steve the Dean if that's you. All right, we'll say it's you. 
And that's you. And somebody's saying, Kai, it's that is going down. Guys, would you do this? We're about to close this show up. Uh, get to the super chat. Kai Sinat, after all the praise that I gave him, he about to lose his spot. Will you realize, guys, the day how you deal with women, you got to deal with them differently. Got to deal with them differently. He going down and he didn't even touch the woman. He didn't even touch the woman. He going down. Unbelievable, guys. You guys got to catch up. Even Andrew Tate. You got to throw him in the boat. He he said how he dealt with women. And now y'all running around here. Well, what does this mean? Bruh, he already gave up what, what it was. And unfortunately, it's outdated information now. Let's be real. It's outdated information. Look at where he at. He hemmed up. Let's get real with each other. I got to get it. The Jedi, and no, I ain't hating on him, but it's facts. It's now outdated information, and they're using his lover boy thing against him, period. I hope they don't get him, but it is what it is. You got to operate differently now. Shit is outdated information. Let's re-up, let's reinstall the damn software, guys, and move forward. It's a fact. The women caught on on him, and they turned on him against him, or at least the women are perceived to have turned on them and the feds are using it against them. Hmm. Lover boy shit and sell them under the dream is not going to work no more, especially if you're a guy with high status. No, don't do it. Adapt or uh, adapt and overcome or succumb to the circumstances. Game is gone. Game is gone. <laughs> Game is gone. That shit ain't going to work no more. I'm sorry. Where we at? A Jedi said, sorry, I meant the no child left behind. I picked up on it. Shout out to Sheldon Ross. I'm legit thinking about cutting off all XXs non-related that are over 35. It's nothing but complaints and misery for them. And I experienced the same thing. And I literally was like, I can't deal. Listen, older women, you're cool to talk to for about 20 minutes. I just can't. I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. I'm not going to listen to you talk about all that baggage you're carrying around. Shout out to A. The network guy, coach, did you see the article of the guy who legally changed his gender so he can win custody of his kids in Ecuador? I saw it. I might talk about it at some point. Uh, oh, original coach game member, 20 plus liquor stores in a one mile radius in the South Bronx. Indeed. Shout out to Anthony says, did you do you have any peace, quiet and freedom merch? I need to update my merch. I don't at the moment. Coach gang member, OC coach game member says. The pharmaceutical companies rubbing their hands like bird, man. They see these XXs as test monkeys. Notice the commercials now for depression always star starring a woman. Yep. Living the life of a free agent. Guys, we've been talking about that. And people think I'm critical of the industry. I'm not. I'm telling you, this is what they're doing. As soon as the commercial come on, it's some woman marching through life. She got her job and her house and her dog and her kid. She's still gone. <laughs> it's like, What? It's always going to be a woman in it. Nine times out of 10, the person going to be a woman. Marks, I tell you, Sheldon Ross says they literally provide everything you and the girl talked about yesterday. And they proved, I should say. They literally proved everything we just talked about yesterday. They'll never address it and will chase that validation from the black mirror. The AV Network guy, the reason why they don't see the wall coming is because it is an invisible force field. Send me out with the focus and on my career. So I could focus on my career. Indeed. But hey, Maury's in the building. Shout out to you. Check his channel out. As if I need to push you more subscribers. You got like a million of them. But he says she doesn't realize that her unhappiness comes from her own selfishness. 
Life is about others, friends, family, duty to man, duty to a man. But for some reason, we want to cut that out. Even us over here, we're like, well, forget these women, let it burn. It's unhealthy long term for the world. However, it's hard for us to go over there and find the woman that we're like, oh, let me find the woman who is not going to succumb to this type of propaganda and end up unhappy. And in the middle of it, they take you down with them. Guys, misery loves company. The bottom feeders will drag you down to their place, and I'm not going to allow it. But women are going to do everything but serve a man. They see that as some sort or slavery, but they're still in slavery, right? They got to wash dishes when they live with themselves. They got to do their own laundry. They got to fold clothes. They got to cook. They got to clean. They do this when they live alone, hopefully. But then when the man is included in that, when they talk about cook, laundry, fold clothes, all of that shit, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem now. I'm like, you're doing that anyway. These are things you're going to do. Why is it a problem? Because it includes you. It includes the man. They cannot serve you because they've been, their software tells them they can't serve you, but their hardware is designed for that. That is the complete picture between the relationships. Not only that, I take pride in providing for someone who serves me. I serve you. I provide for you. You serve me, period. It's a reciprocal uh, relationship, but they're not told that. Their software is told otherwise. Listen, that's how we did it for thousands of thousands and thousands and millions and millions and millions of years. If you want to do it another way, good luck. You're going to end up like who? This Taraji P. Henson. Shout out to Pure Bama TV. Go check out his channel. He says, you are teaching. Appreciate you. E. Brock says money for the tip jar. We'll catch the replay later. Jean, Jean S. Spiritual Journey. Time for self-improvement. They come back worse than when they left. They just want to accept a man's role in society and family. Nope. They do their best to kill your role with your family because there's some monetary gain. And they can get sympathy and attention. If you don't like this truth, I don't know what to tell you. Mardi says, OMG, these Broads are always on a spiritual journey. Traveling isn't going to solve your problems. When you uh, when you get home, your problems will be right there waiting for you. Do you know what I am saying? Indeed, AV Network guy. They want to be the passport sisters. Support our queens. Going to go on that trip. Mask man, notice when people bring up historical men, they never talk about how many XXs they used to have. Their sexual conquests are hardly even mentioned. This is true, too. This is true, too. I mean, when it is mentioned, it's barely mentioned, but sometimes it's mentioned and it's barbaric. But sometimes when they travel, it doesn't mean anything, right? For men, when they do great things, sex is just a part of the thing. I've always called it the side dish. It is the dessert of life. It is not the complete picture. When you follow the right men, you will figure this out. John S. says, wait for it. Lord Jefferson this is a cry for help. They normally go to the red table talk for this, but she knows that's a goofy platform. You guys are preaching in here. Coach gang member says, but coach, I thought they were the women kings. Mm. Zoe says, coach, did you see Kai Sinat getting fire for grape? And he didn't grape anyone, but allegedly he's supporting a grapist. And you should know that supporting a grapist is never going to look good on you. So as a community, I will tell you, when that happens to men, you want to see them, their innocence being proven. But at a certain time, 
if it's too long to support them, sometimes y'all better run because supporting rapists is not good for business. So hopefully he can overcome that. Shout out to Teddy KGB. We're almost here to close up the show. My parents divorced in their 30s. She partied her 30s and 40s away. I warned her of what's to come. I purchased a car for her, damn, and offered to send her to medical coding school. She refused. She is now in her 60s and lives in the basement of somebody else's house. Damn. This is a real reality. It's a reality. Okay. Or they'll live in some sort of Section 8 housing or subpar apartment living claiming they're doing it while voting and marching and demonstrating about equal opportunity housing and opportunities. Maybe you in your 60s, ma'am. Pack it up. Should have found a husband. King Speech says she climbed to the top, and at the end of all of that money, fame, and ambition, she learned at the top of the ladder there was nothing else there for her. Happiness is not there for you, ladies. The mindset, I knew that was you. The man mindset dating help for men. Shout out to Steve Williams. And this is a good brother. I know you guys behind the scenes be talking that ish, but this is a good brother. And he's a very intelligent brother. He didn't put me up on game in terms of social media. He says, respect to my brother from another mother doing big things in 2023. We doing it. We doing it and doing it and doing it well. ACDC coach, let a woman use your Wi-Fi and see the BS cookie ads. You'll start getting on your browser. Damn. That is some game there, guys. That's some game there. Also, yeah, that, by the way, man, I never tried that. Let me clear up all of these supports, and I'm tired of talking. That means we're at the weekend and no evening stream today. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Yeah, man, what's up for the weekend with y'all? Well, have your bail money ready to go at all times. Make sure when you go out, you go out and you go. Don't go filing on people. Ask for consent. Photo all your information, all of your interactions with women. Videotape them. Make sure you protect yourselves at all times. This is a boxing match. This is a boxing match. Protect yourself at all times. Anyway, appreciate y'all for the support this week. We got to get out of here and skedaddle. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Money Mindset. I'm sorry. Yeah, Money Mindset Sunday night. Uh, members only stream Sunday morning. Join us on CoachGregAdams.Locals.com or Patreon.com backslash CoachGregAdams for the information. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And we're going to leave you with who? Who are we going to leave you with this weekend? We'll leave you with a couple. We out of here. Peace. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, Coochie Gang's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing.